Hello, and welcome to the Geekiest Podcast, where we sit around and talk to our friends about all things geeky, all the while giving each other geek points to determine who is the geekiest. Welcome to the Geekiest. I'm Joe. My pronouns are he, him. Hi, I'm Kayla, and my pronouns are she, her. Hi, guys. I'm Andy, and uh, my pronouns are he, him. And hi, my name's Jen, and my pronouns are she, her. Hi, Jen. Welcome, Jen. And hey, Andy, welcome back. Welcome back, Andy. Uh, You may worship. Go ahead. Let me let, let me let me take a celebratory sip of soda here. <laughs> ah, you, so while refreshing. You, while you sip, uh, we have Jen, who she's a fellow podcaster. Uh, oof, right in the childhood, uh, <laughs> where uh, she goes through the uh, some of the the historical Disney uh, animated films uh, and points out some of the problematic things that uh, occur in them. Uh, I, I, I think. I think this episode will be called Ruining Your Childhood Part 2. <laughs> Haven't yeah, we done that? Fair. <laughs> Which is why it's a part two. Right. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, I, we, I we did it with Star Wars childhoods. <laughs> Listen, they're so easy to ruin when you when you kind of look back and go, oh, what were they doing? Mm-hmm. What were you thinking? Why? What was going on there? I tell you, since the advent of Disney Plus, as much as I love it, I'm also going back through a lot of the old stuff and doing the same thing. I'm going, ooh, I forgot that I, I, I that was, hmm, you know? Yeah, that's that's kind of how the podcast began. Uh, so my my cousin gave me Disney Plus for quarantine. I didn't know we were doing quarantine gifts, so I didn't get him anything. Um, and I was like, you know, it would be real fun. I should watch all the Disney movies in order and and just like do a reaction thread on on Facebook as I watch them. And um, I, I was doing him. Lots of people were like, these are really funny. And then I got to Peter Pan. <laughs> and, oh, boy. Uh, Oh my God! Uh, the, Peter Pan's fucked up, you guys. <laughs> like, really, really, Peter, it is Peter so Pan's... messed up. Oh, Peter the, the name of that episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the first one. Like every everything up to that point, I was just like, oh, oh, that's weird. Oh, oh, that's not good. And then I got to Peter Pan. And I was like, what is happening right now? What? I had completely wiped out all memory of the Native Americans in Peter Pan. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably the problem. Like the only one I remembered was Tiger Lily, which is basically a white girl that has you know brown skin on her. And I had forgotten <laughs> everything else. And so my husband came home that day and he's like, hey, oh, hey, what movie did you watch? today i was like peter pan he's like oh that did not go the way you wanted did it and i was like <laughs> no i'm real sad right now and so uh, about that time one of my friends who also does a really long form um podcast on star citizen um was like hey i'm upgrading my mic and i'm getting rid of rid of a podcasting mic does anyone want it i was like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna start a podcast that talks about this and thus oof right the childhood was born Bum, bum, bum. That's amazing. 
that is cool. I have to say though, I have to say though, you know, pick Peter Pan, you know, to, to be the one that you know the sacrificial lamb. But I could have, I gotta say, it could have gone worse. It could have been Dumbo. I mean, oh, Dumbo is ugh. so bad. Oh, Dumbo yeah. is just like Dumbo is sad. Why was Dumbo considered a good movie? Like, oh my god, <laughs> Dumbo is the one. Uh, since Disney has been doing these live action recreations, Dumbo is the one I refuse to watch. Uh, yeah. same. I can't. I'll cry. I'll cry through the whole damn thing. It just, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to watch it just because I don't feel that any of those things need to be done. Like, like <laughs> um, these live, yeah. a- the live actions don't need to exist in my opinion, but I digress. So, I mean, I'm one of those people that I have enjoyed the live action movies. I will say the best one so far is Lady and the Tramp that's only available through Disney Plus because they fixed it. Like it's they so made cute. an into like they made an integrated cast of characters. Jim Jim and Darling are actually a uh, an interracial couple. They took out the Siamese cats. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, they they took out like all the bad parts, they put in several good parts, and they made it look really, really nice. And so out of all of them that I have seen, and I've seen all of them but Dumbo, that one's the best. What did you think of Mulan? You know, I really wanted to like the live-action Mulan more. I thought it would be either truer to the actual legend or a little bit more... Um, you know, uh, referencing the original, and it was neither one. It was just like, well, that was a really cool kung fu movie. Okay, that's fair. I don't know. It just, it just wasn't that good to me. It wasn't bad. Um, but I mean, like, okay, so despite all of the pitch correction, Beauty and the Beast gave me like chills. It was like so. Like it reminded me so much of the original, and I felt Aladdin really did a great job of of bringing in the actual part of the world that it's supposed to be set in. Even mm-hmm. though Aladdin's not actually about anyone in you know the Middle East, it's about a Chinese man, whatever. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I thought that the both of those in their own rights were really really good. So all I, what I do when I go into these, I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna set my childhood aside and I'm gonna watch <laughs> this movie like I've never seen it before. And they were both very good in that in those rights. And I just don't think Mulan. I think if I had just watched Mulan and never seen the animated version, I'd just be like, well, it was a movie. Well, it sure was. <laughs> that Disney. existed. Disney made a kung fu movie. Okay. <laughs> You know what? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with, with Disney making a kung fu movie. No, 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 like no. There isn't. I feel like that. Go ahead. But it, it it's the it's it, it was lacking. First of all, it was lacking musical numbers. I I I was kind yes. of going with. <laughs> I was kind of going with. Okay, the 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 live action remakes have retained the musical nature of them. So why did Mulan lose? You know. So the in the previews numbers? and throughout this, and throughout the actual Mulan movie, they did this really cool thing where they created the um, "My Reflection" song from the original Mulan yes, and played it score. with traditional Chinese instruments and like pulled it into the score. And I heard that in the original preview, and I was like, "This is going to be so cool because they're going to do a training sequence and they're not going to sing be a man which has so many problems i cannot wait to (laughs) commentate on that oh my god the gender roles but like they're gonna like weave be a man into this traditional chinese and and then they didn't they just played when will my reflection over and over and over and over 
you know. Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait. I have, a, I have a quick question. Just you know, from from Stan, wasn't wasn't be a man supposed to be kind of making silly of that whole mentality of? Yeah, actually, I think. I think, I mean, so, like, I, I have watched Mulan most recently of all of these old Disney movies because I just really got an itch to watch it. And I, I think I've decided to call that episode um, Gender Roles Are Problematic um, because that's the whole point of the entire movie. The entire movie is right. saying that out loud. Mm-hmm. It, instead of making, instead of it actually being subtext, it, it, it's putting the subtext into text. It's like gender roles are uh, troubling and upsetting, which was a big step forward for Disney. It really, mm-hmm. really was. Right. Yeah. It was ahead of its time. I think it was right at its time. I mean, it was made in like the early night. I mean, it was made in nineties. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely was. was. But I mean, but I mean, look at today, you know, I mean, if you, if you look at it, you know, how it is times that they are today, it's more of like, you know, okay. uh, It's, it's much more prevalent today than it, than it was in the nineties. You know, the, the whole like gender flipping the gender, flipping the script on genders. Yeah. Yeah. Disney stepped forward on that one. Um, they really you know, did, and 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 they. It was like the first of the of the quote unquote princess movies that was like, hey, no, I'm not going to just be a floofy girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Her, I, believe her, oh. I don't, I don't need no man to save me. Yeah, yeah. She eventually did, you know, find a nice guy at the end, but that wasn't the goal. Right through the whole right. thing. I, I also was appreciative uh, of the live action in that. Uh, the the guy was not the 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 commander which power dynamics um mm. uh kind of always bothered me as a kid uh or a young person because i came out like 98 so i was just graduated college so i guess i wasn't a kid at that point um you're dating but... yourself buddy come on uh, I have mean, I think Mulan was my last like real Disney movie that I was like, absolutely, this is a kid movie because like, I mean, I wasn't a kid. I was 17, 15 at that time. So it was like my last Disney movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. God, that's a good question. When was my last Disney movie as a kid? I was just thinking that. I was just uh-huh. thinking that. Wow. It was, it was probably like, well, what do you consider as a kid? You know, before you turned 18? Well, no, I mean, like, okay, so I kind of went through a phase uh, right after Mulan where I didn't watch any Disney movies for about six years until I had a kid of my own um, and and kind of just was like, I don't need no Disney movies. And then I got back into it and I was like, oh, yes, I, in fact, do. Um, <laughs> uh, and so I think, like, between Mulan and I'm trying to see, like, I watched Atlantis. Uh, Atlantis was really big when I was a linguist. It was the linguist movie. Uh, but before Lilo and Stitch, I did, like, between Mulan and Lilo and Stitch, I really didn't watch any movies. Atlantis That's is probably the most underrated, I think. In my opinion, one of the most underrated. Yeah, Lilo sure. and Stitch. Oh, no, my no, God. it's the great. Oh, no, Atlantis yeah. is such a great movie. Yeah, yeah. It's if, an if anything, movie. if anything needs, I feel like if any of the Disney films need a or deserve a live action treatment, it's Atlantis. I, I just uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they've I feel, kept I it like, around. Yeah, they have They're a little doing bit. Treasure but, Planet. I'm yeah. That makes me that, very nervous. Very because nervous. Treasure Planet is always one of those like unsung incredible incredible yeah. films with such amazing any of these things that you know that were part of our childhood that are now kind of coming to the forefront again and all of us are sitting there <laughs> on the yeah i think as we get closer up. and closer to the 2000s the more i'm like hey, you know what you could do you could remake snow white that'd be great give it a storyline <laughs> awesome 
Oh. I've heard they're uh, they're looking at doing a live action. They they are making a live action Snow White. I've heard, and they're looking at a live action Sword in the Stone, which is actually my first one back, and that, cool. uh, that should be fascinating. I am voting like they didn't ask me, uh, but I want Patrick Stewart to play Merlin, so <gasps> he and Ian McKellen can walk down the streets in their wizard costumes and have best friends costume day. Oh. I second that motion. We need to start a letter writing campaign right now. Yep. <laughs> You're welcome. That's what I want in my life. That's amazing. And that's a geek point. That is your first geek point of the night. <laughs> I love that idea so much. I am a huge Sword in the Stone fan. I was just singing one of the songs yesterday. <laughs> I, I am I am also a huge Sword in the Stone fan. So much, in fact, that I used to recite the uh, the song at the beginning. They, you know, when they're, when they're going through the pages of the book. And there's oh, that oh, there's that really the, um, really like troubadouristic um, telling of you know how the sword you know came to be in the stone mm-hmm, and whatnot, mm-hmm. and, and so so I I have to I, I have to completely vehemently disagree with uh, Patrick Stewart playing. Um, Who do you think should play? How dare you? He he's Shakespearean. <laughs> you know what? You know what? That's my argument. <laughs> That's the, my argument. I mean, like the exposition song was one of those that I actually forgot existed. I was like, "Oh, exposition song that explains all of the whole thing." That's great. That's thank you so much for catching us up because there's a lot of Arthurian legend. <laughs> oh, kidding. <laughs> yeah, who would you cast, Andy? Who would I cast? Gosh, um, I would pick. I would pick. You know, obviously, it, I would make it a British actor. I'd make the whole cast British because that's you know that's the only thing to Duh. do. And well, no, come on. I mean, we've seen a bunch of like, you know, a lot of times where it's been an American actor playing for it, and it just you you know how we we all know. Okay, it's weird. <laughs> we 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 as Americans have no chill. Um, when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to that stuff, who would I pick? Oh God, maybe um, you know what? Throw some uh, some some aging makeup on him and make it um, uh, Matt Smith Ugh. or. Or, I mean, I um, like Matt Smith, but no. Nah. Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I just I'm, I'm snowballing. I just, I think he needs to be, he needs to be somebody with a little bit more goof to them than have than you Patrick, seen Stewart. Patrick Stewart lately. I was like, have or, you met Patrick Stewart? And, <laughs> I mean, you haven't. I've seen it with either, his dogs. But... Look, look, <laughs> look, look, I know I'm walking a tightrope right now, okay? You always I, are. <laughs> and I'm asking, Imagine. just give me a little bit, of, just give me the rope enough to hang myself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. But like, like, okay. Imagine, imagine um, Patrick Stewart from Captain Picard Day, from the original Next Generation, and you've got Merlin, like with him, like being like, all these kids are really annoying, but I'm going to make them happy anyway, and that that's Merlin. Yeah, yeah. I hate this child, but put a beard on him. You know? Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. I think it would be a lot of fun. I mean, um, I mean, yeah, so- I mean. Th- the Patrick Stewart thing wasn't maybe not have been the best thing to go right, or, or the uh, Matt Smith may not have been the best one right out the gate. <laughs> yeah. Let me shop it. Let me let me shop it. Let me work it, it, and we'll I'll bring back. it back. By we'll the end back of around. the episode, we want you to come back. There you we go. go. Can, circle back I, around. Uh, can I put forward an actor for uh, who do you please, think? Of? Who? Jason Isaacs. Yes. No. Okay. What? Maybe. I don't know. I never know what anyone looks like. I'm. Hold on. Uh, you gotta Lucius Malfoy. It. Yeah, Lucius Malfoy. The thing about Jason Isaacs is that he's almost too good looking and too sinister. Right. 
to play. I would almost, I would almost go with Gilderoy Lockhart above. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought about that. Oh my god, Kenneth Branagh in that role? Yes, Kenneth Branagh. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. Again, with super Shakespearean, and I'm pretty sure there's got to be a Shakespeare out there with both Patrick Stewart and Kenneth Branagh. And I just need I'm to watch sure that. I'm pretty sure there now. is. I'm pretty sure there is. There's got to be. The both of them have done so much Shakespeare. They have to have been on stage at the same time, at one point or another. Okay, we got to look that up. Anyhow, Jen, <laughs> getting back to you. <laughs> So you had this idea for this wonderful podcast, which means you've you've been a geek at heart for a long time. Where did that oh come from? What's your origin story? Tell me where where that is. Talk to me about that. Well, um, I actually uh, so my January uh, Patreon episode is actually on the Hobbit from 1977, and I kind of go into my origin story there. So my step grandfather was a computer uh, card pr- punch programmer. Um, my dad's a Trekkie. My cousin collects, uh, Star Trek comic books. Uh, not, sorry. Why did I say that? Superman comic books. Like edit out that Star Trek comic book. That made me sound really much. Um, (laughs) much, much Yeah. My, my, my cousin collects Superman memorabilia and comic books. Um, my mom is not at all interested. I'm already a fan of your cousin. Um, but so, like, I came upon it, like, I had no choice. Uh, my dad has a, a first edition set of Lord of the Rings in our in, somewhere that I'm getting when I grow up that has the forward in German. Um, when Ugh. I was a kid, we would watch all of the Lord of the Rings cartoons in, or, like, in one day. My mom would go out and I'd be like, can we watch The Hobbit? And he was like, okay, but we have to watch Lord of the Rings and the Return of the Kings, too. And I'm like okay because i didn't like the other ones as much but i would watch all three of those all six hours of lord of the rings animation weird weird animation um so i mean i've just been i've just been cursed from the beginning i was i was gonna just grow up to be weird uh i started learning how to web program in the 90s uh i was a linguist uh i've made costumes i i've done all the all the neat things so you know stuff okay so there's like four geek points there like i'm just kind of <laughs> just going um but wow that's that's incredibly cool so it's in your blood oh yeah i, I mean Very like cool. step gra- step grandfather was the geek uh actual grandfather not so much he didn't understand what these newfangled computers were for um but you know <laughs> he was he was old <laughs> That's okay. Chosen family is still kind of in your blood because they, you know, nature versus nurture, right? But yep. that's that is that is super cool. The 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 linguist thing. That's really incredible. Yep. I've I've talked about it on the show before. Um I am far from that. I barely speak English. But there was a point in uh in my life where uh I was teaching my children Tolkien's Elvish. Oh wow. That's right. That. <laughs> Did you ever delve into that? I haven't, uh, but it's really funny. Uh, one of my other things that I do is I, I create uh, cross-stitch charts uh, for people who hate boring cross-stitch. And one of the things that I have is I have a birth announcement for a Hobbit that people can have customized. And at the bottom, I, I spent about three days figuring it out. And in Tangmar, it says, and one child to bind them. Um, because, yeah. <sighs> That's well done. Big point. Yeah. Wow. That's super cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
this was when I started at the company I work for now, uh, which I will not plug because they're not going to give me money to do it. Um, I'm a friend and web developer now. And uh, one of our encouragements was to create an online shop. And um, I was like, you know, I really like making cross-stitch, but all cross-stitch sucks. Um, and so I started making my own cross-stitch. And so now I call it... Uh, cross stitch for people who hate boring cross stitch um and it's got all kinds of nerdy and cuss words and uh just kind of weird weird cross stitch shit <laughs> i love I like that it. that you is very cool you found a problem create a solution there we go that's that's <laughs> all about it yeah the, the glorification of curse words is something that i am very passionate about um <laughs> Yeah, I've got a whole set. It's called Mature. <laughs> it's wonderful, I, like very pretty things, like a beautiful peacock that says, don't be a dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yep. I have been wanting to put out a line uh, for quite a while, and I'm getting closer to being able to do it now. Uh, my my Our company is called Secondhand Goddess, uh, and I wanted to have a subsection of that called the Goddess's Dirty Pillows and Fun Bags. Mm. <laughs> And it was going to be throw pillows and tote bags with the most ridiculously obscene sayings you could possibly think of on them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> close to that, the very the for the very first uh, prototype that I made was a was a tote bag that said "twat waffle" in really pretty letters on it. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. That's that's fantastic. I yeah could not love that more. <laughs> Twat waffle is one of my favorite non-curse curse words. Like mm -hmm. it's great. Mm -hmm. My yeah, my it, favorite my favorite was coined by our friend uh, Danny Stoneburn back in the day. So, which one was that? Cock toboggan. Cock toboggan. <laughs> <laughs> that, like a it, one that's also uh, like I have questions, but I like it. It's, it's a toboggan. It's a toboggan, which we all well, you know what a toboggan is, obviously. Uh -huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's a toboggan? Wow. We have. Some Are you picturing wow. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I need to bleach my brain now. And there you it's go. Been great talking to you. Goodbye. No, <laughs> great, Andy. You go chasing away guests. <laughs> First time back, chases away the guest. <laughs> My job here is done. There we go. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so how are you liking the world of, of podcasting as you are venturing into this wonderful field? Well, I mean, I'm really new at everything. So it, it was kind of a little bit, I, I would say it's overwhelming uh, when, when you first start out because you're just kind of sitting around the whole time going, huh? Well, that was harder than I expected. Um, I, I got a little bit behind and then I had about 200 uh, medical appointments in November. So I decided to take December off and give myself a break, which is something I really love about it, that I can just be like, you know what? I'm going to take a moment. It's going to be mm. fine. Nothing's yep. going to burn down. Um, but I really, really liked talking to people about the the issues that these Disney films have raised and um, a lot of people going, huh, well, I never really thought about the fact that there are racial slurs in uh, Pinocchio or I never really thought about how Disney makes mental illness out to like, basically they call every evil person mad um, and, and they're not, they're, they're evil. They're not crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so like, it, it's been really, really good to be able to talk to a lot of people about it. And uh, I, I've had some guests on the show talk about really big issues and um, I'm, I can't wait to talk to more of them. That's very cool. I, I, I like that you're you're taking it at your pace. 
You know, I think that's yeah. important. People sometimes get involved in things that are, you know, quote unquote, social media or social media adjacent and, and have this kind of like, we have to drive it hard, mm-hmm. you know? And yes, to a certain degree, you do, because it's yours, you do have to, you have to promote it yourself and push it yourself, but it's your choice, you know, right. as to, as to how much you push it forward. Um, you know, and, and, you know, some things catch fire sooner than others and that's fine too. Um, but it sounds like you're doing, you're doing good for as, as little as I was just looking at your, uh, your press release. Way to do research during the episode. No, I did it before. I'm just pulling (laughs) it back up. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. So, so we could actually like take a break, What? Uh, Technically, yes, we can. She's like, no, no, actually, you can't. Uh, but she did. Um, <laughs> Wait, this is a show? People what? Watch this? <laughs> no, nobody watches this. Some or listens listen. to it? Apparently. Really. Zero people watch this. Please don't watch this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually got to, t- I-, I was on the uh, the Namely 90s podcast at the beginning of the month uh, talking about Xena, Warrior Princess, uh, the Solstice Carol. And uh, boy, is that an episode of Xena. Um, and uh, and they were like, oh yeah, we did this on video. And I was like, oh, I was not expecting to be on video. Hold on. Hang on, let me go do something with my hair. Yeah. Right? It's like, I told my daughter, I was like, can you please braid my hair? Because I cannot braid my own hair. Aww. I am completely useless at braiding my own hair. Uh, and so she did. And I managed to get on camera within like, because I got like 30 minutes of notes. They're like, yeah, we'll zoom in. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Whoa. Oh shit! <laughs> Very exciting. It's Talk it, of, yeah. It's every so often we'll we'll when we get in before guests before we start recording. Sometimes we'll throw throw cameras on just to you know see other you know mm-hmm. see each other's faces. Remember, and we have guests like. come on and like guests come on like, oh, is this a video? It's like no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Well, if if you notice, like when when you invited me on, I sent you an email back and was like, hey, how do you record your guest episodes? And that was my. <laughs> surreptitious way of saying i would like three weeks notice <laughs> whether i need to put on makeup <laughs> please I, I, would hair so, I would so love it to not be on camera <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you. you so much this is why we love podcasting <laughs> uh, i want to go back to this being able to take a break because like I've, I've done. No, you can't. I did. Oh, you can't. Oh. <laughs> You're not allowed. We have like, already set precedent, and that's it. Because, like, I've recorded like after we've had tropical storms and hurricanes pass nearby, and I'm like, yeah, uh, it's just me. We we thought the storm might hit us. Uh, here's a little brief. What's going on? Uh, sorry. <laughs> yes, and that is because you are diligent and a wonderful podcast host, and we all love you for that. And uh, we're from Florida. Tropical storms mean nothing. So- <laughs> jerk, jerk him off some more. I mean, God. Like- <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Zena. Jerking off? <laughs> no. Hush, you. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny that you Put mentioned Zena. Um, Andy and I have an interesting uh, connection. Um, kind of like a, a three degrees of separation uh, from the Xena thing. And it's an interesting because we're talking about um, kind of how how perceptions are and how media perceptions and Disney and, and you know, film and all of those things uh, are a bit cringy from time to time. And uh, one of the things that has been brought up, you know, time and time again is uh, Xena's armor. Oh, 
Uh-huh. Uh, or lack thereof. <laughs> less is more. Less is always more. <laughs> the less the you're rules, wearing, the more powerful it is. That's, the rules of fantasy armor state that less a chick is wearing, the more protected she is. That's just how it is. <laughs> What's really funny about that that particular episode of Xena, though, is she wears more clothing in that one episode than in the rest of the entire series combined. Like... <laughs> Every piece, uh, like, she is covered from head to toe. Her face is covered all the way down to her fingertips. She wears wig. And I was like, I'm par- I'm so sorry. But um, I would like to see more of Lucy Lawless. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and and years later in um, Spartacus, they granted our wish. Yes. They granted our wish. Yes, yes, they did. <laughs> the other really um, secretly offensive thing about Xena that maybe not everyone knows is uh, when she ululates. White people shouldn't ululate. It's no. it's, it's really no. offensive to not people bad. in ululating cultures yeah, when white people ululate. That. That's bad. Um, Please don't. So, so uh, for a very long time, all of us uh, were part of the Renaissance Fair. And mm-hmm. um, one of the one there, of our friends, that. yeah, one of our friends uh, who uh, had a booth for a long time was head of security uh, and was a dear friend was actually the gentleman who designed and created Xena's armor back in the day. <gasps> uh, yeah, really cool dude. Uh, I have not spoken to him to ask him for permission to shout out, so I won't shout out his name right now. Um, but I should ask him because we should really have him on the show. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I need to give him a call. Um, But anyway, uh, the story goes and he would sit around the campfire and tell us stories. He actually also worked on Star Wars and other stuff. He's a really cool guy. Um, When he originally designed the armor, he designed a real functional full suit of armor for her. Oh, no. Brought it to them and they went, no, she's not showing enough skin. And he had to (laughs) redesign it to what you see on screen. Please make a leather swimsuit with a skirt. Thank you. Yep. (laughs) Which um, I don't. I can hear. I can hear anybody like going. Okay, but like her arms and shoulders and head and neck and (laughs) I don't. I don't see. I don't see the issue. (laughs) Have you ever seen? There's like a really great picture out there that was like if men's armor was the yes. same as women's and there's like basically a penis sleeve yes <laughs> and that's it. it's sort of the the brat uh one yeah. shot yeah. yes suit. Yeah, like, he has a cowl and a penis sleeve and i'm like yep that that's appropriate <laughs> Need that penis sleeve again? I don't see the problem. I mean, say that phrase. Oh, that's I've too many seen, times. How many times? How many times did you watch Conan the Destroyer? Yeah, I mean, you know, he was he was pretty much naked in most of those. You know, he was wearing I that, that little fur one. I a lot more. Yes, thank you. Very I did much. not understand what that meant at that age, but you know. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I was actually as much as I love Lucy. I actually really had a thing for Gabrielle. Oh, she. I had kind of forgotten about her a little bit until I watched it again. I was like, oh, I forgot. Mm. I actually kind of forgot how hot they both were. And I was like, oh, yes, I understand why as a bisexual child in Oklahoma, I wanted to watch this (laughs) all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You were begging for them to kiss at some point. They really Mm -hmm. needed to. You knew Gabrielle was in love with Zena and just it broke your heart. And (laughs) yes. My favorite character was always Atollicus. Oh, that's, yeah, Italicus. Yeah. Was, I thought you liked Joxer. 
no, no, <laughs> really, really. Sam Raimi's brother over, um, over Ash. Come on, let's let's, <laughs> let's be real here. Can we at least say Ted Raimi so we can get his name in there? Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> Does the man sure, have a name? Sure, he's valid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious! And strangely, bring it all back around. Sam Raimi was one of the producers of Spartacus, where our Xena prayers were answered. The lawless answers or prayers were answered, I should say. That's Geek a point for Joe. Yep. <laughs> Now I feel sure. like there was a Raimi involved with the creation of Xena. Didn't he create Sam Xena Raimi, too? Yeah, Sam Raimi was. Okay. Yeah, because there like, was a there was an episode. Because sure. there was an episode where Doctor was getting uh, picked on. He's like, I'm going to go complain to my brother. <laughs> how come? How come nobody like you know? I, what I always wanted to know how did how did Xena come to the forefront? And Hercules, the original show, you know, because Xena was the spinoff of Hercules. So, yeah, how did Xena that was become... hotter. You know what? I mean, I feel like that's debatable because I mean, like <laughs> Xena was Xena always had like okay, so so I, I always thought that Hercules had the better villains because Hercules had just straight up gods after him all the time. This it is was true. either but Xena had the better boobs. There, you, boobs always <laughs> win. I believe I believe we, okay. we, we will quote uh, the the uh, Aaron Brockovich their boobs Ed. <laughs> okay. That's a gay point. <laughs> Although I oh, yeah. would have I would have liked to see Hercules and Aeolus kiss. That would have been nice too. You know, I think did, I would have watched it more. Hey Kay, did did <laughs> you ever did, did you ever did you ever uh, uh, stop and think how much? Uh, Eolus actually looks like our friend that designed Xena's Yes, armor. Yes. In fact, not only have <laughs> I thought about it, but back in the day at fair, they used to have an Eolus lookalike contest. Oh, and, and he, he won every year. won for like years in a row. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because he looks so much like him. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We, we really, yeah. really got to get into contact with him or his wife. Uh, well, I am you in know, contact with both of them, so I will. Okay, good. Have you ever looked at the list of people who have lost lookalike contact tests of themselves? Because it's my favorite thing. Oh, oh yeah. Like, oh. like Charlie Chaplin lost a lookalike contest for Charlie yeah. Chaplin yep. kind of thing. That's hysterical. I did not know that that was a thing. That's a geek point. Wow. That's There's funny. a whole list of them, too. Like, the, the, like I, I'm trying to remember. Like, I know Dolly Parton. I think Dolly Parton went to a... Um, I heard that she was at a um, a drag show, and they had a Dolly Parton lookalike contest, <laughs> and she lost. Hilarious! <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh I'm falling God. out of my chair. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, because it's that funny. It's that funny. I, yeah. I, I I honestly could see her though taking that like completely in stride just oh yeah oh I'm i sure. bet she, she was, was just like i'm so proud of him <laughs> super gracious yeah yes oh darling come here and let me just t- tell you you're amazing you know? yep oh yeah i'm sure she was was super super supportive that's oh, yeah. that's incredibly cool <laughs> way cool i think i also heard that hugh jackman lost a uh, wolverine contest once he did he absolutely yeah. did <laughs> he's too tall Yep. <laughs> They're, oh my god! Oh my god! I had never like thought nobody... of this concept, and it just makes me. 
happy. <laughs> like, like nobody gets it. Like nobody understands that they shoot him like, you know, at the right angles to make him look shorter. Mm-hmm. Shorter. And everybody, else, and everybody else is wearing lifts around him, you know? <laughs> it's, it's like the opposite of, of uh, how they fra- shot the hobbits and how they shoot mm-hmm. um, reverse perspective and everything. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what? You mean, you mean those guys aren't really that small? Come on. <laughs> Uh, we're saying Ian McKellen isn't really that big. <laughs> no, no. Actually, Ian oh, McKellen is, is in fact seven foot tall. Um, everyone, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a demigod. <laughs> um, well, I believe that is it. true. <laughs> that that was a fact. Yeah, right. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> that uh, if we uh, Mark Maron's uh, WTF. Oh God, did we lose somebody? You okay? No, no. I'm just throwing things off of my desk. You can mute my my feed in in, in post. I'm so sorry. No worries. It's it's actually hysterical, and it's fine. Um, the, on Mark Maron's WTF podcast, he uh, interviewed uh, Ian McKellen, and I, I remember made Kayla listen to it with me. And there's a guy who like he has some like mystical thinking about acting, and it was just like. It, 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 I just probably not available now unless you like subscribe to the podcast subscribing platform. Not not to put you on the spot, can but can you give an example? Because now uh, he was saying he was saying you that, have piqued my interest, and now I wish to subscribe to your newsletter. Yeah, he was, the one thing he said was uh, the the beauty of stage acting is that as you the actor are speaking, you are breathing in the same air that the audience is breathing. And that there is a connection being made as you are breathing out the words, they are breathing in the air that you're breathing out. You know, yeah, no, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. Having been on stage, you know, and, and having shared that energy with an audience, I get that. That really does make sense. I think from what you're saying that um, Ian McKellen might actually be Thespius. Like, yes, yes, he is. He is. He's, He's just, just kind of hanging out on Earth for a, for a while. few years and then come back and mm-hmm. just like Betty White. There you go. <laughs> yep. All the littles. I just you know watched a, a whole thing on her recently. <laughs> oh, I could watch everything on her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking you know of things guys, on things. Go ahead, yeah. Debbie. I was just going to say, you know what? You guys got to stop saying saying her name because it's like it's like pitching. It's like it's like a pitcher pitching a perfect game. You never talk to the pitcher. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep keep saying her name, and you're gonna you're you're gonna make something happen, and the world is gonna be angry at you for it. So, Knocking on I mean, wood, calling the dryads. Exactly. She's okay. All we think is like good things toward her, like no, all good, no, things, all positive I, energy. <laughs> I completely understand. No, I, I get it. I completely understand it. But but look how many look. Okay, they did it to Stanley. Stanley's his name was on everybody's lips and they filmed all his shit in in, in advance because they knew he was going to die and what the fuck happened. Well he was in yeah, his but 90s. Was sick. So is Betty. <laughs> Stop. Stop. He's fine. Stop anyway, it. speaking of things on things. Um, in in your in your genre of things. Uh have you watched um the new behind Pixar? You know, I haven't yet. Uh, okay. I, re- I I've been kind of um, doing the documentaries a little bit closer to the movies that uh, that they are. So I just recently watched Waking Sleeping Beauty because I didn't realize it was about the Disney Renaissance. I thought it was about Sleeping Beauty. 
Silly me. Um, that was really good, though. That was a really fascinating look into the drama of the Disney studio. I took notes. I'm going to have to watch it again when we get a little bit closer. Like, oh, the drama of the Bronze Age. It There's so much shit went down. Oh, I got when, a good question for her. Go <laughs> when you get a chance, uh, there is a segment on the new Behind Pixar. Inside that, Pixar. Inside Pixar. Sorry. Thank you for the correction. Uh, that um, talks about a woman who just received one of their kind of unsung hero awards. Uh, she is single-handedly changing the face of how Pixar looks at balance between male, female, and non-binary characters within their scope oh, how cool. um she, you know i did watch the one with the man who did soul discussing yeah. yes. um, how they created a black world oh. and i thought that was so well explained about like how they talked about how did we have a whole movie and he never goes to the barbershop mm-hmm. um and like actually talking to black people when you're making movies about black people i mean it's revolutionary <laughs> Even having the lead writer be a black person. What? <laughs> um, I, the episode Kayla's talking about is the next episode uh, in the Inside Pixar uh, series. Okay. Yeah. I'll have so. to get, I have to watch that. I thought there's there's a documentary about the becoming Pixar, and then there's the Inside Pixar series. And, and th- I'm waiting on the Pixar documentary. I am not waiting on the Inside Pixar. I just haven't watched a lot of those. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. the first one. It's definitely in your your wheelhouse, and I think you would be you would be really interested in it. It's very well put together. The woman is incredible. Her hair is my goals. Um, <laughs> but besides, <laughs> yeah, really, really interesting uh, stuff. In that she noticed what you're noticing that the balance is off, and she yeah. started she started creating charts and algorithms things to help fix that. Um, yeah, and- um, I think there's actually a thing out there. Um, I, I've forgotten it. I've forgotten the exact things, but someone did the research to show that, like, of all of the Disney movies, men have three times more spoken lines than women, and many of them are female centric sh- movies. And you're like, but, but, mm-hmm. how? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. Uh huh. And that's exactly what she was doing. Going, wait a sec. Excuse me. Um, fix this and uh there's the just i won't spoil all of it but there's an interesting if you look at the evolution of the cars movies Mm -hmm. she started doing this after the first cars movie Mm -hmm. and if you look at the evolution of the movies by the time you get to the last movie the balance is completely changed i'm just now thinking about one specific um scene from the first cars movie and i just realized i'm gonna have to commentate on them showing of uh, flashing their headlights there you go yep that was a thing oh, i'd forgotten about that yeah <laughs> i think that's like the worst part of my quote-unquote job with this is like i'll be watching me like oh no why why would oh i forgot how did i forget about like okay so we're talking about the sword and the stone have you ever like have you recently watched the squirrel scene Oh yeah. <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 no. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Have you ever thought about what if those squirrels were men and Arthur was a woman? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different scene, isn't it's it? It's a completely different scene. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It is sexual harassment. And I was like, why? No. No, 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 no. I liked this scene. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then they pro- they start out the whole scene by like, oh, they mate for life. And then I was like, so what you're saying is she a she gets to choose that he's her mate for life. He has no say in the matter. And then he turns into a human. And so she's fallen in love for the only time of her life. And you just abandoned her in the woods, you monsters. <laughs> she's completely heartbroken, crying into her tail. It's terrible. Like, what is wrong with these people? So and that's Jen, not true, by the way. Like they they don't. They're they're serial, no. they're not even serial monogamous. They just fuck everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, so, you had a yeah, question. Yeah, I do, Jen. Because you're a you know, obviously you're a Disney head like we are. I'm curious to know because this like my forte when it comes to Disney is who is your favorite Disney villain and why? Oh god. Okay, so first of all, we need to understand that I don't do favorites very well. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I like this one. Oh, but this one does this. Oh, but that. So I would probably, I mean, like, I would say that of the eras, the Silver Era has the best villains because they got Captain Hook, they got Corella Deville, um, they got um, they uh, they got Maleficent. Like those are the most iconic villains in in, in Disney. But I will right. say that Scar is hands down the like just like tear your heart out villain um but i I mean like there are so many villains that i i also there would be like oh mother gothel's a bitch um (laughs) she's the worst like abusive mother situation um but i I think that like if i if i think about it it's probably going to be like scar is is like the one that i'm like oh yeah he's terrible but i mean like ursula's also really great so I don't know. I suck I, at this. I'm terrible at favorites. I'm like I don't know. I hate them all. Um. <laughs> I gotta go with Hades. Hades has always been my favorite villain. Hades you know? is so good. He is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just just because he's like you know the ultimate used car salesman and <laughs> and, and the gay uh, best friend. And again, yes, <laughs> yes, that's a key point. The, <laughs> That that one that one meme where it's like a cut shot of him like you know talking to Meg and it's like and it says the sass in this one shot is is unimaginable. <laughs> um, they all lie. He's a yeah. man. <laughs> I uh, I'm partial. Man who's been hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, his wife's yeah. only around for three months out of the year, so yep. got to do something. Is the reason why he's so cranky? <sighs> well, also uh, why he's the gay best friend. <laughs> that's hilarious my god <laughs> so um i don't think i ever asked that to, to joe or kayla do you guys have a favorite villain mm-hmm. oh Ooh. I, I again i i have to go with jen on uh, i i'm bad at favorites okay um because i i tend to be like oh well this one's cool for this reason and this one for that reason mm-hmm. uh you know stuff like that and like ursula holds a special place in my heart um because i kind of identify with her <laughs> Kayla, like, you're secretly a purple drag queen? I didn't know. I really am. I am a, a plus size purple <laughs> drag queen. I kind of really also like a sea witch too. Also a sea witch. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> and and her detest for for men. Um but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, she's fun. Um and there's like Andy and I have talked about like Chernabog, for instance, who yeah. is not a classic Disney villain necessarily, but he's this just this big bad opposing. We don't know enough about him, but he's, he's the embodiment so, of evil. 
Right, but he's just this so freaking cool, and he's just rah, and like mm-hmm. he's so dark, and it's not something that you see a lot, you know, in Disney's. You know, he he's he like is devoid of the comedic side, like he yeah. is just evil. Is okay, so I'm going to guess because I've never heard that name. Is that the Black Cauldron person? No, uh, Chernabog Sherna- is the demon at the top of Night of Ball Mountain, not in Incantation. Oh! Oh, okay, I just didn't know his name. I was like, because yeah. the Black Cauldron, I think, is the only one I've never seen. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to it. I'm holding on to watching it for the first time to write the script for the podcast because I really need to see it for the very first time. There you go. There you go. I'll tell you this, Jen. I'll tell you this, Jen, without spoiling it. Do you remember watching a Disney, any Disney movie at like around seven to ten years old? How it just completely took your child. Did he cut out real bad for everyone else? Yeah. Did I? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cut out. I think when you try to get real quiet, I think that's what oh. it is. When you're trying to be really can, quiet, that, that Discord can't hear you. Gotcha. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. I sure can. Okay. What I was saying, Jen, was that, do you remember, you know, do you remember watching Disney movie when you were 10 years old and it, it, the, the, the movie took, like took your childhood and did something to it that it shouldn't have? I, I remember watching the never ending story and that doing that. I still have never yes. seen the end of that movie. Okay. Um, well, well that's... I never have gotten past the, the horse in the swamp of sorrows. I just can't do it. Well, just fast forward, pass it and watch the rest. Cause the rest is amazing. Yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll do it someday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've decided that's, that that's once I'm finished with Disney, I'm going to move on to Jim Henson. So I'll have to, um, <gasps> we're going to have to talk again. Cause I'm, a yeah, it's going to be like two years out. So I mean, <laughs> give me some time. it's cool. <laughs> like, do you uh, know how many Disney movies there are? Right. <laughs> Andy, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Did you see the black cauldron in theaters? Yes, I did too. I yes. think you and I are the only two people in the world. <laughs> do you Which know the black theaters? cauldron? Is is one of two two Disney movies released in that format um, called uh, Super oh crap Super Cinemax something like that I'll have to look it up uh, Sleeping Beauty and uh, The Block Cauldron are the only two Disney movies that are released in that format and Sleeping Beauty was the very first uh, of its kind and now I have to go look up what it's called because it's gonna eat my brain if I don't. And and, okay. and, and, and and to answer your question about the villain of the Black yes. Cauldron, he is just called the Horned King. The Horned King. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Voiced and by John Hurt. He's he's literally a lich. So <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, uh, funny funny thing when I I was a teacher briefly and uh, I found a copy found of it. the uh, the novel the first novel uh, it, that that movie is based off of and uh, they. As as with most Disney things, they really butchered it. Really. Oh well, I mean they butchered all of them. Um, Super Technorama seventy. That's that's the method, and only uh, only twenty three movies were ever released in Super Technorama seventy, uh, including Sleeping Beauty and The Black Cauldron. And Sleeping Beauty was the very first ever movie, and so it was basically uh, a a thirty five millimeter film would be blown up to twice its size, so it could be seventy millimeters. Um, okay. And it was like the sweeping epic concept that only 23 movies were ever made in. Oh, wow. That's that's a geek point. Yeah. Which sort of reminds me of what was the 40 frames per second that the Hobbit movies were released in. Uh, oh, my my head hurt so bad after the, the Hobbit movies. <laughs> I was like, oh. 
I think it was. Oh, the- I watched the first one in 3D, and I think my glasses were going, and like one Ooh. of my eyes was just slightly off. And so watching that in 3D with slightly off glasses and the 40 frames per minute, I, I came out. I was just like, well, I need to stay in a dark room for the next three years. Thank you. Mm. It was so bad. We, oh we had the, we had the problem. We saw it uh, as mentioned. We live in South Florida, and uh, thunderstorm fired up, knocked the power out. Um, and so like the air conditioner is off, but the digital projector, I guess, must have a backup power, but it stopped. And we were like, it was inside Bjorn's, uh, house. And it was just sort of like, sort of of, like, we're picking out like, oh, look, there's a little mouse over in the corner. And look at that. And look at that. It was just like for like a good 20 minutes of sitting (laughs) in a movie theater that slowly got warmer. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so dis- I'm so disappointed with with Peter Jackson in those movies. I'm so disappointed in him. I, I really loved them, and and I know that my opinion is those of, but I having read all of the books, I I really loved them. I enjoyed them. I, I really just- loved them, and I think they have their place. And I think like the vast detail, like the Battle of the Five Armies, is one of my favorite. Like when they do the shield thing, the dwarves with the shields, that is like one of my favorite si- scenes that have ever been done. But right. like. Like I was talking about this with the Hobbit is like you can watch the Hobbit cartoon that skips all of the non-action and gets the whole story told in an hour and 15 minutes. Or you can watch eight hours of Peter Jackson dragging the story as far as it possibly can and adding as much lore. And both of them are great. But one of those you can show to an eight year old and they won't die before they see Smaug. My question is, my my question is. I like that. That's my, my question is: Why do we have the injustice of having uh, you know one book dragged into you know dragged out into three parts needlessly, like The Hobbit, when it could have been done in maybe two two books or two movies? But hey. at the same time, but at the same time, the one book that I feel needed to be in three parts or needed to be in in three movies, Ready Player One got 90 minutes and none of the good stuff was in there okay no 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 i read i've read ready player one and i've watched the movie and a first of all they're not the same story um no they're they're not they're not not the same movie and and i'm gonna say okay the book is great i also like the movie i don't think the book is filmable like who wants to watch someone play pac-man for three hours okay you do but like what a normal human being does 80s montage hello that's how you do it you do it in that way and I, then- they had to make it the way they did so like modern audiences weren't like the fuck is ha- he's playing the perfect game of pac-man why you, you know why you know why i know um, why i re- and what's really great so like he's from tulsa and like they completely left that out and i'm from oklahoma so i was like hey i'm I know these places and I'm pretty sure they have an entire skyscraper of, of mobile homes there somewhere, but um, you, should be, you should also be royally pissed off. Like I'm really pissed off. They took Tulsa out, but like, as I, wa- I, I, I listened to the audiobook because like, for some reason my brain has decided we don't read anymore. Um, Me too. It, it, it really enjoys books, but it's like, no, we don't read. Um, and so, uh, I listened to the book and it's really great by by Will Wheaton. I've heard that Ready Player Two is is out also d- done by Will yes. Wheaton. I'm excited. Yes. Um, I haven't gotten to it yet because I, I'm just you know doing a few things right now and uh, <laughs> just 
couple. You and, have a life. But like, I really, really, really liked the book. But I did, I did have an issue with how it swung from "This is great, '80s nostalgia," and I loved it all the way over to incel. Oh, so much incel! Please stop being an incel. And now we're back to the '80s nostalgia. <laughs> this is great. Oh, Jesus. It was, a great time. it was an incredible book, yeah. which, by the way, Andy, I need to give back to you because I still have your copy. Um, <laughs> that's where that went. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's why I keep saying I have a book I need to give back to you. It's that one. But oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Andy, you just, you just have to take it up with Steven Spielberg, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because he's got nothing else to do. So, so, he's, he's and like if, if there's any book that does hero worship of steven spielberg it's that book and then he made a movie out of that book and then did not like, make a movie out of that book um i feel like he i mean you know i feel like i feel like he, he did a lot more than hero worship of just spielberg you know what i mean there's like oh a, he did he did a lot of hero worship i think the most meta moment of that audiobook is taught is will wheaton talking about himself getting um elected president of the internet that was the <laughs> I was like, this so is happy. spectacular. <laughs> hey, Joe, just, we never got to hear what your favorite villain was. True. Oh, enough. yeah, sorry. Not that um, we're distracted or anything. Nah. Uh, that's a tough one because, like, I, I do enjoy, I, I have to agree, like, Scar is, like, for executing a near flawless plan. It's It's hard to... Yeah, you know, he he really is like when you get into when you get into fratricide and and all that like ooh ooh that that's uh that's a good one. I also am a fan of uh Gaston. Really? I, you know yeah. what? And I, and I will say part of it He's is a great villain. He is a great villain, and part of it I also say is uh when I lived in New York, I got to see the Beauty and the Beast Beauty and the Beast Broadway show. Um <laughs> and the number, uh, the, the number they do for, uh, for no one, you know, no one drinks like Gaston. There is a mug routine in it, uh, between the actor who plays Gaston and LeFou, where they are just like juggling mugs and shit. Love it. And it is amazing. Um, <laughs> so I, th- those, I, I, Gaston and, and Scar, they're, they're, they're kind of neck and neck. Uh, cause he's got a hell of a charisma score. He uh, he's, Gaston Mar- has the bigger neck, though. Like <laughs> they measure it. <laughs> he, is, he is roughly the size of a barn. Uh, <laughs> I will say, point. Gaston, uh, like Scar, is the only villain who actually succeeded in killing someone. This is true. Yeah. Well, no, wait. I mean, this, you got to think about it for a second. I mean, um, because uh, God, I'm waiting. Yeah, me too. Who else Give actually like succeeded? Half a moment. Um, <laughs> while he's thinking I will I, I want to bring back to vi- villains and, and ask y'all a question about um, 101 Dalmatians and I want someone to explain to me why Cruella stole the 15 puppies she's going to make a coat Yeah, th- there were 84 other fucking puppies she, she bought and no one had a problem until she, she wanted- stole 15 well because it, she figured there was going to be some that were going to be fucked up in, in, in the skinning process so buy more puppies so she, had, so she had well why do that when she can just steal them that's why she's a villain. I think it was Cruella think, as a villain makes no sense. She is the most petty, shitty villain. I well, love she's yeah. definitely so petty, and and that's part of the answer is that she's incredibly petty. Um, but I I also feel like it has a little bit to do with her relationship with the family. Oh, 
Yeah, she's like that was so, the title okay, of so that I, episode was uh, "Cut tux- Toxic People Out of Your Life." Um, mm-hmm. Get rid of your Corellas. You don't need that. Yeah. To answer yeah. your question, to answer your question, uh, Jen, um, Snow White technically died. It was magic that brought her back to life. She wasn't just sleeping. It was it was death. She died. That's fair. Okay, so that depends on which which um, retelling. Because like in the, in the cartoon, it's really unclear. She just like falls down no, and they put her in the coffin. But in the original, he kisses her and she like coughs up a bit of the apple. So she wasn't well, she like was, dead. She was enchanted. It doesn't. No, it, no. The original, so even the original dead. story, the, even the the original really dark ass uh, Grimm's fairy tale version, she died. Um, Pinocchio died until the blue fairy brought him back as a real boy. Yeah, but there's yeah. no real villain in in Monstro is not a villain. For, I don't. Monstro is not a villain. He's, he's I don't a villain. see Monstro as a villain. I see Lampwick as. He's but a I villain. don't necessarily like, see Monstro. La- Lampy, so. Lampy isn't even a villain. He's just an idiot child. Like I mean, he's just a boy. Um, like the guy that Star takes killed. all the guys, like to, to all all the kids to the pleasure island. That oh, the henchman has like. Yeah, the, that guy that's Whatever in charge of the, the racist-ass uh, Pleasure Island thing with all yeah. the Native American statues. That guy I could consider a villain, but I don't yeah. know. I, I, I feel like Monstro Monstro is just a whale. Well, I mean, you could you could say that, you know, but I mean, he was he was a, an antagonist. Um, Scar? Scar killed Mufasa? Scar killed that's his brother? That's, that's, that's what you're saying. Scar's the one, yeah, right. Scar's yeah. the one um, that like really succeeded in permanently killing someone. Oh, Captain <laughs> Captain Hook killed Captain Hook killed a dude off stage, off screen. He totally did. That is my favorite part of that. He just like shot someone singing about how great totally. being a pirate is. <laughs> totally. Captain Hook killed a dude off screen. Like the first um, scene of him? <laughs> ooh, Ursula. Ursula accidentally killed Flotsam and Jetsam. That was an accident, though, and she was upset. It doesn't about matter. It. She still did it. She still right. killed somebody off but, screen. Right, but, but she, okay, you know, she didn't intend not, to kill not him. even off Scar, screen. Scar intended to kill Mufasa and permanently managed to kill him. That's <laughs> this true. Is true. This is true. Yeah, yeah, and like true. Captain Hook permanently meant meant to kill Peter Pan and didn't. Well, I mean, I, I mean Scar really is the. I mean, with he was at least Tinkerbell's the real villain of that film. Oh no 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 no! What's his face? Um, holy crap! What's his name? What's his name? Um, um, the 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 hunter in Tarzan. He killed Kerchak. Clayton. Clayton oh, killed Kerchak. Clayton. Clayton did kill Kerchak. I forget about I forget about Tarzan every time because it just uh, you should re- listen. To, you should watch the video from Sideways about why Tarzan is in a Disney movie. It just doesn't feel like a Disney musical. It just isn't. Mm. Still one of my favorites. I still, Although, I still love I, it's Although great Clayton, music and it's a great story, but the music and the story just don't work. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's one to me. That's that is one of many drivers' best performances ever as Jane. It's just it's hilarious. It is. It is an incredible performance. If you if it's you if you look at it for surface value, the performances yeah. in that movie are the timing and the the there's lines from it that you will just never forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I have to say though the Clayton death in Tarzan Ooh, is stupid dark. Yeah, it, like the only death that kind of comes even close would be uh, Frollo's in uh, the Hunchback. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, and Gaston's in Gaston. Yeah. He gets impaled. Oh, yeah. Okay, the Gaston now on, death is great. Disney deaths, and I, I mean, if you th- if you really start thinking about it, Disney movie deaths. 
uh, for all of their their scrubbing, some of those deaths are ooh rough. You know, they didn't really like they killed off the evil queen from from Snow White, and then they kind of they kind of killed Maleficent by making her a oil splat when she was a dragon. But they kind of like stopped killing people for a while, and then. And then they were like, oh, we're back. And hey, we're going to kill someone in every movie. <laughs> once <laughs> once uh, Little Mermaid came out, they're like, we're going to impale her on a ship. We're going to yep. <laughs> yeah. take her out Cthulhu style. <laughs> oh, man, that was. <laughs> that's I, I got to give you a geek point. For that. that was a good one. <laughs> um, Cinderella, they, they didn't kill her mother, did they? No, no, she just she just lived happily ever after. Literally, there are two sequels to that fucking movie about how she just continues to live. Well, that's because that just shows how how great a person Cinderella, how, how much of a bigger person Cinderella. Is. I won't I say to, great. Um, I won't say great because you know there's some serious abuse issues in that movie. There's serious but. problems. With, I I talked to uh, my friend. My friend Tim does this amazing podcast called Therapy with Monsters, Therapy for Monsters, and uh, he he's actually a therapist in real life, and he does a podcast about monstrous people getting therapy. And he did one with the Beast, and it's really great. And he's like, no, no, that's not how you show love. Please do not. Uh, but we did a whole episode on does Cinderella need therapy because maybe she just married this guy to please leave this house. <laughs> please. <laughs> let me out i mean he that 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 prince in that movie is just a cardboard cutout of someone yeah. he never even talks you see him move vaguely a little bit and she's he, like yeah he seems great i'll marry him he has, he has lines he has lines he's he has like, where a you line he's like where are he you has going a line he's like <laughs> yes, hey. that's the line where are you going and she's like i forgot to meet the prince and he's like wait and then she's gone he could have been like i'm the fucking prince stay here bitch and um <laughs> I doesn't have a line. I mean, you know, he bar- he just a line. He has a line. Does that okay. make him? Does that make him uh, one of the first himbos in in all of? Possibly. <laughs> I will say that the 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 line uh, range on that one had to be like ninety nine percent female because like all that happens is that the wicked stepmother bitches and complains the whole time and cinderella rolls her eyes and does the thing and then she's like hey pretty boy that likes me yeah sure i'll marry him that sounds great please let me leave (laughs) yeah yeah that's if you think about it that's almost completely female lines she's the prince yep (laughs) it's the prince and the the mice that was with the mice (laughs) (laughs) that's it And the king, the king's complete a douche. Like the king is like grown up version of Joffrey. I'll just cut your head off if I don't like what you say. I hate you so much. Just please don't be a ruler. <laughs> you have to get married right now. Right. right? I, I, the, the thing I kept coming back to in that episode is how often they're like, we have to trick the prince into marrying her, or he does not want to get married, or quick, he'll figure out we're trying to marry him off. I'm like, I need more information on Charming here, because he clearly is not interested in having anything to do with marriage. Charming's actually gay. I was about to say, Charming is gay, and he doesn't know how to tell his dad, because it's the 1400s. That's why I really like the movie uh, like ever after was such a better movie like like it, just the telling of it i loved um was it rupert everett played playing the prince 
Oh yeah, and a Drew I thought he was hilarious. I thought he was hilarious. Where he's mm-hmm. like, where where he that first moment after he fell in love with with Drew Barrymore, he like throws the curtains open in their bedchamber, right? And, he's, and they're all like terrified. He's like, "Who are you? What have you done with my thumb?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, the parents want, were the best part. I want they, to invite the gypsies to the bowl. He was like, "What?" <laughs> are, <laughs> I yeah, Ever After was an awesome film. I need to watch that one again. I haven't watched that one. In a while. Right? That was a good one. It was like it was like the one time where I thought the stepsisters was looking. Where the stepsisters <laughs> were what? You you were, were really good, good looking. looking. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like the the uh, what was her the the dark haired one the one who was that you know, she was your break up again there. Oh oh the um the Don't the, the dark haired one. Loud. I know I got to be loud right. Turn <laughs> your um your your uh, Discord like yeah. I think that's what it is. I'll probably I'll probably mess with it. But um, yeah, no. Uh, the the other the the dark haired stepsister, the one who was like who was always getting like fat shamed. Uh, <laughs> I thought she, I thought she was really cute. She was super hot. Oh my goodness, yeah. she was. I mean, yeah. No, I totally agree with you on that one. In fact, I think we've had this conversation before. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> yes, we have. Oh, miss that film. Hmm. Um. So anyhow, uh, <laughs> now now that we've now that we've we've basically said that all Disney movies are horrible. <laughs> yep, come listen to my podcast about those. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, all Disney movies are horrible, and you're a horrible person if you enjoy them. No, and that's yet not we're all still, you know, you know. Okay, so my my father in law has actually accused me of having that attitude, and he's like, "How dare you tell people not to watch Disney?" And I'm like, "That's not what I'm saying. I am saying that when you get to the portion of Pinocchio where they say a racial slur, you pause it for a second and say, "Hey, we don't call people that." Moving on. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's all I'm asking. Like, just have a moment where you're like, "Huh, huh? We shouldn't call Romani people that." No. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, let's let's just educate the children, you know, and, and, and move adults. on, and and some of the adults, yep. <laughs> and then move on and be happy and and still enjoy it. Like like I said, I really enjoyed watching Sword in the Stone, even though I was like, oh hey, hmm, they're basically saying that uh, mental illness is the reason for evil, and they completely tortured a um a, a squirrel and. Uh, they basically abused the fuck out of out of Arthur the whole time. I still loved it. I, I kind of disagree that that's. I'm sorry, I'm gonna disagree that 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 they tortured the squirrel. I I don't think they had any any indication that that was gonna happen. But okay, but you know. like okay, in in the in the thing of the movie of like she mates for life. Now let's abandon her in the woods forever. Goodbye. Like there had to have been a better way of doing this. <laughs> okay. I mean, I get it. I, I understand. But I mean, think about it though. What was the alternative? So it's like, well, sorry, bro. Know. You're a squirrel now. Like if, to, if to, they would have just... feelings to save the feelings of this poor little squirrel, you know, you're a squirrel forever. Now it's all your fault. But if, I, I, mean, I, I don't know like, if they would. If he can turn Arthur into a squirrel, can't he turn the squirrel into a girl? I'm pretty sure there's a, a fairy tale about that. No, I, I completely. That would have been that... an interesting twist. I okay. <laughs> what, <laughs> That's Guinevere. Is what that is. Uh, but, moving on. <laughs> but, but what you have to what you have to think about is like so you turned so you turned you turned Arthur into a squirrel and squ- and he is a squirrel with a human mentality. 
it with a human. I, I, okay, so of all of the things, I really had, I didn't have a problem with them leaving the squirrel out of all okay. of them. Like, I, I really have a problem with them uh, saying that the evil witch is mad instead of evil. Um, mad I, I, mad oh, yeah, she, yeah, she's not mad. She's evil. Um, you know, I have a problem with them being like, Wart did something bad. We're just going to hit him. Um, and, and you know, that kind of thing. Those are the things that I'm really like, Oh, so, Oh no. But so you're saying, so you're saying Madam Mim being evil, she couldn't be a sociopath. I'm not saying she couldn't be, but I don't think that she's mad. Like I, like, she's not schizophrenic. She's just evil. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know? and like equating the two is, is, is like the, the, absolute pinnacle of ableism of saying oh you you have mental illness issues not you know you're evil evil. you know what my problem with it was anyway go ahead i'm sorry when i was a kid watching Mm -hmm. that movie first of all the fact that he got hit for being bad was actually very era appropriate but my problem with it was that there were two female squirrels and one of them went after Merlin and one of them went after Wart. Wart. The mm-hmm. one that went after Wart was plus size. No, no, no. The one that went after Merlin was plus size. And mm-hmm. it was like the... I didn't like... And I remember being a child going, I don't like that they're making fun of her because she's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That they, was they the part that upset me when I was little. Like there was that, that yeah, was that the- was the thing that bothered me when I was little. And this was before, like, when I was really petite when I was a kid. Um, so it wasn't necessarily that I saw myself in it until later on when I, 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 I'm big boned. But uh, I remember as a child, that was the thing that hit me, that made me go, that's not fair. You know, it was, it was poorly executed, and I agree with you on that, Kay, but I think it was what they were trying to do was show that she was more of like an older matronly and they, they just executed it the wrong. Maybe, uh, maybe. I, I mean, you're, you're probably right, but also like, these are the things that I look at and I go, huh, that's a problem. We should, we should address that. This is a problem. And I don't think that there's anything saying that because you say there's a problem with this, you can't like the rest of the movie. Yeah, no, I agree. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and I, I, you know, I've, I've talked about it before that like you've, the era and things like that and things have gotten better thankfully disney still has you know their things but they are learning and they are growing and we can go back and look at these things because the world has changed you know and we can see and we have things like out and soul and you know all of these incredible things now let me give you the perfect example of how much the world has moved forward in such a little time. Uh, we caught the tail end of uh, my best friend's wedding about three years ago on cable. And um, my daughter, who at the time was uh, 15, was like, what is going on? I was like, oh, she's 30 and not married. And so she's decided she's going to die uh, an old maid. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? And she was so offended by this movie that was treating, um, and I can't remember her real name. All I can think of is Grace Adler. Um, like she was ancient because she was 30 and unmarried. And yeah. like she was so offended. I was like, this is not an old movie. This is, this. I mean, it is, but it's only like, what, 10 years old at the time, 15. And the the amount that we've moved forward in that time and that we can look back and go, ho, ho, that's problematic, um, shows us how much we've moved forward as a society and i think that's really really important to keep in mind oh i agree Absolutely. i agree um 
like uh, a perfect example. The other uh, the other day, a couple of weeks ago, um, I put out a post on Facebook uh, just because I wanted to know everybody's opinion on uh, whether or not uh, uh, in uh, in pretty pretty in pink, whether or not she should have gone for Ducky or for what's his name Blaine, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, and, and what you know ducky or blaine and why and everybody was like oh ducky 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 and it's like really though because wasn't no. ducky because wasn't ducky one of the most toxic motherfuckers oh, in he was so bad <laughs> wasn't he just horribly toxic like i mean he was just like he was he was a bad friend he was he was you know the friend zone guy and like i mm-hmm. think he was like the original friend zone guy when you think about it uh-huh. you know what i mean yeah. Yeah, but so, like Revenge of the Nerds, like oh they're talking God. about remaking Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds has rape in it. Yeah, none of these, none of these movies, and people have just forgotten that. Most um, of these movies you can't make again. That's just how Ace it Ventura is. has transphobia in it. Yes, a lot of transphobia, and like I had forgotten until we wa- I watched it with my daughter, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh no! As as it's happening, it was like in slow motion. I was like, no. And she was like, oh my God. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> uh, one of the, I remember now thinking about it, like a comedy movie with with whew, horrible transphobia um, would be uh, the one of the Naked Gun movies, the one that Amber Nicole Smith was in. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Where they did the, you know, everything was, ba- they were all doing send-ups of the crying game. And it was yeah. like, you know, at the time, probably it didn't really register on my radar how harmful that was but now right. thinking about it and it's like oof yeah. yeah exactly exactly and and i mean you know it, it's just it's an example of you know that you know uh movies really were you know what was accepted and what wasn't is just completely different and and i just think it's a it's it's a, a great kind of example of how far we've come to determine mm-hmm. what is acceptable I, and what isn't you know to, to a point but then we've still got you know still got johnny depp playing tonto in the lone ranger oh god Ugh. first of all first of all i feel like i feel like that was a lifetime ago because yeah, yeah that's anything really over, long ago that's really long because because you know anything over a decade ago i feel is a completely different era you know what the, i mean the past 10 years at we have um that wasn't um, a decade ago that, that was, was 2013 yeah. <laughs> okay well Shit. That seems really. I mean, I, I'm gonna say though, like 2020 has been 10 years in itself. I was just, yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. I mean, the Australian bushfires were 20 years ago, right? Right. Just about. I, yeah. I was. I was just gonna say this we're, year not only feels like 10 years, but this year because of what we have been through this year, this year has pushed these issues forward. Oh, it has so hard in one year look at the progress if there's a silver lining at all to all of the horrible horrible crap that has gone on this year that we have dealt with fought against railed against the silver lining is that we have made incredible progress just in this if one we year. just keep at it you're right yeah we just gotta keep going we gotta keep going just yes. just keep going <laughs> just keep swimming I, I, I'm, on that note it's like you know what was it, a couple weeks ago we we had elliot page uh you know announce his you know his status uh and then last week we had eddie izzard announce her status and right. oh i missed that yeah, yeah. uh yeah. eddie 
I Eddie mean, has... I've known for years that her, she had like a fluid thing going on. I just didn't know we had new pronouns. That's fine. Yes. Yeah, yes, she just, just I will like, I will week. say I was so embarrassed when when the Elliot Page thing I saw it like people were like, We don't dead name Elliot Page. We I was like, fuck is Elliot Page? And so I had to go like Google it. And I was like, Oh, yes, okay, of course. Elliot Page, the star of Juno. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> understand. We're there. There we go. Yep. Okay. Caught up. Um, yeah. But there, I mean, like when you just kind of miss that. And I was just like, uh, I missed something. <laughs> and that's I, that's a testament to how fast we're moving. Well, I, I was the same way. It's like I got on Twitter and I saw trending was Elliot Page. And I'm like, I don't know who, who he is. I don't, I don't hold, get that. <laughs> hold on a second. I, I got to catch up. I promise I won't dead name him if you tell me who he is <laughs> and so and i did i found a very very helpful article that was like elliot page the star of juno and of uh the umbrella academy and i was like oh i understand what's happening now thank you so much i got <laughs> so irritated though i want to i was either slate or or variety one of them kept switching back and forth between uh the correct or, pronouns and writing the old pronouns, I was like, you you had one job. Right. You had one job. Um, okay, so we don't need to worry about dead naming Eddie Izzard because Eddie Izzard is staying the same, just yes. changing her pronouns. Yes. That's yes. that's fine. Yes. 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 And Eddie I am very Eddie. proud. I'm very happy to, to hear that uh someone has already updated her Wikipedia page with all the correct pronouns. <gasps> awesome. Yay! That's amazing. I that's love cool. that. Very that's cool. cool. This is why well, we're all sitting in front of computers. Yep. <laughs> well, I, not I, just because we need them for recording. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? This, I have to say the silver lining to to 2020 for this show has been since we went remote, because right before we got into uh, before the pandemic, we had just uh, we just made an agreement with the friendly local game store, uh, the drag uh, adventure game store to use their podcasting studio uh and then oh, no. like then like the next week pandemic uh <laughs> so but being remote has allowed us to reach out to you know folks like you and and you know b dave walters and james intracasso folks who we couldn't lure down to south florida to meet with us in a game store to you know talk to it's uh, not that I don't love South Florida. It's just that it's such a long walk from British Columbia. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah no. Also, I'm in Canada and I feel super safe up here. Yeah, you you stay there. It's you're yeah. you're good. We'll come to see you at, eventually we're, when we're, the world's we're, not on fire anymore. We're not allowed, I we're live not, on an island. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. So the most the most uh, snarky Canadian moment has been that they announced that they have renewed the border closure until January twenty first, and I was like, "That's the most passive aggressive Canadian thing." I like it really, it. Is. <laughs> it really is. Hey, hey, Jen, I got a question for you, and it's totally a culture thing, and I think it's probably been answered a billion times before. But you're a Canadian sitting right in front of me, sort of. I am not a Canadian. So, uh, well, you're just you're living in, in Canada. You're living in Canada. You are yeah. a you're Canadian. Um, um, adjacent there you go there you go <laughs> what why why does why does the milk come in bags it doesn't it does i've seen pictures it doesn't here okay 
It only comes in bags in Ontario. And Ontario is the only place that anyone knows anything about in Canada. And Ontario is the worst fucking planet of Canada. <laughs> like, they literally call it the armpit of Canada. And, like, it has bagged milk. And everyone, I've had so, it's like, have, can you send me a picture of your bagged milk? I cannot because I do not have bagged milk. Um, I do have $100 bills that smell like maple syrup, though. So that's Oh, my nice God. One. That's I'm insane. not kidding. When, like when you come to visit me in Canada, uh, you have to go get a hundred dollar bill and smell it. Like ask for the freshest one; they will give it to you and smell it. And it actually smells like maple syrup. This was not intentional. They swear, but it does. That's amazing. My, that is, I, that I, I is did, now on my bucket list. I, I did spend I did spend two weeks in in, in Ontario once. Um, I'm so sorry. Just outside of, <laughs> just outside of Toronto, uh, I, I did see the bag milk. Uh, I, I also I also got introduced to poutine. Um, oh, that's so good. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I forty-five have to... different kinds of poutine here. What about oh, what God. about the what about the whole thing where they where they take the where they make the the maple snow cones where they just like pour maple syrup all over a bunch of shaved ice and you eat it that way? Yeah, that's I think you have to be in a place that gets snow and maple syrup for that. Like. Oh. We, British Columbia is kind of like the California of of, of Canada. It oh. like it never gets below freezing. Right now, it is thirty seven degrees Fahrenheit, which is actually 37. pretty warm. Thirty seven. I know. Row. I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I know that to Florida, that probably sounds really, really cold. That's but super like my cold for us, my friend that's in uh, Calgary, it's like negative six fahrenheit there so you know we're like we're so balmy and warm <laughs> it's, a, it's it snowed for a day and then left and and that's about it oh my goodness yeah so I, I went to college in chicago this time it, it of gets, year oh it gets Ugh. cold there yeah i grew up yeah. in oklahoma and it gets so cold in oklahoma in the in the winter and uh yeah, yeah. And it's one of the things you have to explain to people. It's like, everyone's like, oh, the lake. I was like, no, no, no. The lake, wind off the lake, that just means you're going to get snow. Wind off the plains means hold your ass, you're going to freeze solid. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, feel like, I feel like Chicago is kind of like a, like, you know, climate-wise is a poorly placed city. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they, didn't think, they didn't think things through. They're like, let's put one here. Why, okay, bro? Do you like- see what you're sandwiched between? Uh, but like okay poorly placed cities there are lots of them i lived in phoenix for five years you know what a poorly placed city is it lives on a skillet Um, (laughs) that's all it is it's just straight up there's a there was a a thing every single year in the middle of july some stupid ass tv center would roast a chicken in a car Uh Uh uh-huh and i'm like you know that 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 car smells like chicken Oh. Forever. Oh, yeah. Forever. It never stops smelling well, like chicken. Well, okay, so so you feel like okay, so you're saying like, you know, that's you know, that's like one of the shittiest places to be, but I mean, have you ever heard the term, you know, you, you don't want to be left out there with your ass hanging in the breeze? Like you don't want to be like exposed. I grew up in Oklahoma. Okay, okay, so you have heard it. You have heard it. Yes. We are Florida. We are the penis <laughs> of America. We are- <laughs> But also Florida man, and uh, oh god, don't even get me started. And there's dinosaurs everywhere, and and Florida woman. Please don't forget Florida woman. Oh god, it's just as bad. It oh Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I one of my favorite we, things, like when they did that whole Google your birthday plus Florida man, and mine is like <laughs> Florida man with Florida t- tattoo on his face, and I was like, best headline ever. <laughs> nice. But I mean, I, I, I also, I like, I'm from the place that came up with the most non-Florida of Florida men, Tiger King. Mm. Oh, <laughs> God. <sighs> okay, so that, was, so. that was the most shameful and yet the most entertaining thing I've ever seen in my life. I really have to watch, watch it. it. That was, remember back in the good days of, of quarantine when we had Tiger King? <laughs> like. I got to tell you that was that was so fantastic. I loved that every bit of it because it turned it went from like this this sideshow idiot news story guy that you're just like holy crap this is what the fuck to oh my god that chick killed her husband. Like she <laughs> That was a Florida woman by the way. She killed you, Kayla, you said you haven't seen it. Joe, I don't know if you said you had seen it or not. I haven't seen it either. Please don't please, please don't say you're never going to watch it because holy shit. Holy I shit. don't know. I don't know. It I've, just, I've it seen just like every I've, time you're like, oh, I know where this is. What happened? <laughs> every well, that's, time. That's exactly the funeral right. service. The funeral service with the four wheeler on yes. the gravesite. I was like, well, that is yes. peak Oklahoma right there. So like like hey like hey remember remember sitting around at Flarf and hearing all the the, the stupid stories that that could possibly happen to people while they're on the road. Yes, like doing dumb, other dumb things. shit Rennies do. Yes. <laughs> That's Tiger King. That is Tiger King. I swear to God it is. Oh my God. I, I think I think I have trouble with it because I I have this notion and I don't know if it's true or not because I, I've cringed from it so much. It the fact that tigers are involved, that there's animals involved in their being abused. The only scene that I have seen from it was I walked into Jason's room, our, our oldest son, okay. and he was watching it, and it was like him shooting a tiger. And okay. I went, nope, that's it. I'm done. I can't do it because my heart just, I can't take it. Okay. They actually I, I don't show the animals a whole lot for a whole a show lot? called Tiger King. Like the most of the scenes of the tigers, you're like, oh yes, in the nineties this was acceptable. <laughs> but it should not have been ever. And what okay, so what was so weird about this was I started watching, I was like, Oh, I always wanted to go to this guy's zoo because it, it's like up next to my cousins in, in North. Oh, so you knew about it before. Was, you knew about it before. Well, well, no, no, no. It gets better. And then as I'm watching, I was like, this is in Oklahoma City, not in Tulsa, where my family's from. Wait a second. But there's a Joe up there. Okay, so in Oklahoma, we have Joe Exotic, who owns Tiger King Tiger Rescue. We have Safari Joe, who also runs a big cat rescue in Tulsa. Wow. And then we have Oklahoma Joe, who's a pit, uh, a barbecue pit master. Nice. What the hell is it I- with that area of the world? And I'm so sorry. Cat- I don't know. I don't understand. Should, at one point, they showed that like Oklahoma had more tigers living it than the wilds, or something like that. I, I, I do want to point out though that Carol Baskin is originally from Texas, not Florida. But she lived in Florida when she did the stuff. That's true. That which makes her Florida woman, which is uh, just oh my god. Anyhow. Please, please, as a Florida native, I'm trying to defend the state. Like, but, okay, <laughs> I want I want to talk about how in this this entire. Just it, it's just a mess of terrible people. That's all 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 that happens in that show is everyone is terrible. Every single human being that is shown is terrible. And the one thing that everyone keeps focusing is on is this 
probably abused woman might have killed her husband. And I'm like, you know, of all the things, I can forgive her of that. I don't think she was abused. I think she was just really, uh, I think she was. He she held a gun on her. Okay. But okay. then she, but she, she held a gun on him. So who's the worst one? You know, like. He I held mean, it first. It first. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to say Now you're going to make me that, watch it. <laughs> see? God see? Damn it. Damn you. Jen, our job is done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Roll credits. I, I cannot. I will come back for the second part of this while Kayla sits there and goes, why? Why did I watch this? Uh, part two of, part three of why, how I ruined quarantine. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I thought my, my favorite thing was a couple, maybe a month or two back was like, I remember how quarantine started and everybody was playing like Animal Crossing and helping each other out. And now everyone's playing Among Us and, you know, just, you know, killing off each other in the name yep. of trying to find the imposter. Yep. 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 That is the best description of 2020. Um, yeah, this is the world we live in. How is that all one year? I, it has been the longest year. Um, but oh, so long. We, we are getting a little long, so let's uh, shift gears and shift uh, news. go to the geek news. Uh, I, I have some sad, unfortunate news uh, that, that Will would be upset if I did not cover. Um, for those who are fans of professional wrestling, which we sometimes cover on this show, who died? Uh, WWE, former WWE uh, Luke Harper, current AEW Brody Lee. Uh, his real name was John Huber. Uh, he was 41 years old and died of a non-COVID respiratory ailment. Um, oh, man. I yeah. have no idea who that is. Um, I don't either, but I, anyone that does that. I'm pretty sure that, my father-in-law yeah. is going to be sad, though. So um, mm. He... he he broke into professional wrestling in like 2012 with the WWE's NXT brand. Uh, he was paired up with uh, Bray Wyatt to be part of the Wyatt family as Luke Harper. Um, he achieved fame uh, winning the Intercontinental Championship, winning the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Um, and then in 2018, 2019, asked for his release from uh, the WWE because they weren't using him. Uh, and then jo joined the AEW roster, uh, where he became uh, known as back as his, his original gimmick name of Brody Lee, uh, where he became like the head of a, a faction inside AEW called the uh, Dark Order. Um, he Goodness managed, he managed to defeat he managed to defeat Cody Rhodes for the TNT Championship, only to have to, only to lose it again. Um, Apparent, if you go online, the tributes from across the spectrum of the wrestling community, uh, just what a great guy he is. Uh, apparently, uh, one of the wrestlers in AEW, uh, John Silver, who's part of the Dark Order, uh, Brody Lee personally bought a thousand dollars worth of his merchandise. Wow. Um, and for for folks who, who don't know, uh, merchandise is is a big way that wrestlers earn their living. Um, and it, it, part of the reason was, is uh, because of COVID, uh, attendance at the, the, the tapings of dynamite and, uh, and AEW dark have been limited, uh, for a while they were doing in front of empty houses. And now they have limited, uh, there in Jacksonville. And, uh, so Brody Lee, who, who signed a big contract with AEW went into pocket and, and bought, uh, merchandise. So. That was very uh, nice of him. Yeah, and there's just uh, the outpouring <laughs> across 
uh, across the spectrum, just about what a good guy uh, John Huber was behind the scenes. Um, and 41 is such a young age. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's unfortunately so common with the professional wrestlers because they're not getting the care that they need because they're not being paid. Um, what a thought, but mm-hmm. shocked yeah. to hear. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, you know, they take a beating. They really yeah. do. You know, and and that yeah, that it's it's a rough career. Yeah, you know, it's you're you're an independent contractor. You're not covered by health insurance uh, through your multi-million billion dollar corporations that you work for. Uh, John Oliver covered this really well mm-hmm. on one of his last week tonight. Uh, and yeah, so that's that's my sad news. Um, my way to bring oh. it, way to bring it down. Yeah. <laughs> my my well. my fun news. Uh, is is it's been reported that uh, a, a private astronaut carried Scotty's ashes, James Duhan's ashes, uh, onto the International Space Station and uh, hid did, them there. I did see something about that. That is super cool. Uh, for the last wow. twelve years, uh, Scotty's uh, some of Scotty's ashes uh, have uh, made it onto the International Space Station. Uh, he has traveled 1.7 billion miles through space orbiting the Earth more than 70,000 times. Uh, and his son, Chris Duhan, uh, did uh, confirm this. Uh, Richard Garriott, an entrepreneur and one of the first private citizens uh, to travel in space, uh, smuggled James Duhan's ashes in 2008 uh, during his 12-day mission. And... Uh, he hid the ashes inside of a uh, cladding inside, and uh, yeah, still up there. That does my heart good to know he's up oh, there. That, that's good to know. I'll have to remember that. Um, that's another project I'm taking on this year. Is I'm actually starting a, a, a second podcast with my friend Mixie Plum, and we're going to. It's called Live Long and Prosper, and it's going to be uh, women talking about Star Trek. So we'll have to remember to to cover uh, that. Please, 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 please. If you if you need a guest, I'd, and then we someone will that's bring done, you on. Yes, it's yeah. I'm a huge. Oh my god. We we literally we literally watch Star Trek every night. I go to we go to sleep to Star Trek every night. I, I'm hey, in the so middle of a Voyager yeah. right now. So hey, Ugh. so if you don't know this, if you don't know this, Kayla really digs Star Trek. And I figured big, that out. Yes, I saw Star Trek. So uh, <laughs> speaking of Star Trek, actually, I was just uh, I was just made aware of a documentary that I don't know where to find it yet uh, called Woman in Motion. Have you heard about this? No. This is the documentary of how Nichelle Nichols was a NASA recruiter in the 70s and 80s to make sure that the that NASA was recruiting women and people of color to be nas- astronauts. I just said the word weird astronauts. <laughs> that God, I love I, that woman. I, I, I'm making I, notes. Like, I was like, I didn't know I could love her more, but now right? I do. <laughs> woman in motion. I met her once. I have a picture of my daughter on her lap in an her in like an engineering dress. It's <gasps> the most adorable picture I own. That is amazing. But yeah, she is. Awesome. I actually have seen one of the like recruiting commercials uh, that um, that uh, Nichelle Nichols did for. Uh, for NASA? Oh wow, really? Yeah. I gotta look that up. That's yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to go look. Yeah, I just learned about this yesterday and it was like apparently it was made last year and uh had never heard of it. So but I can't find where to actually see the movie, which is a little upsetting. But that is, is, it, upsetting. is, is one of the per, is, 
is one of the mentioned perks making out with alien species. <laughs> no. To boldly go. Um <laughs> and go and um, go. I saw kind of on a, uh, I saw on um Netflix that there's I don't know if it's out now or if it's coming soon for the love of Spock. Yes, uh, I just saw something on that. So go on. I, I I believe that is the movie that his son Adam uh, Nimoy made uh, about uh, Leonard Nimoy's life and and all things Spock. And gotcha. It, it is now on uh, Netflix. Uh, and to finish out the the documentaries uh, on YouTube and Amazon Prime is what we left behind the Deep Space Nine documentary. Um, both of them are viewable with commercials. That's uh, okay. I don't on, care. I'll watch commercials for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. That 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 has definitely been on Kayla and I's list. Um, it's it's always one of those like, hey, when we're watching when DS we're in the DS nine rotation, it's like uh we're we're three episodes away from uh what we leave behind, and she's like, no, no, we're I'm gonna make sure I'm sleeping <laughs> for that one. I have trouble watching the last episode of DS9. It it just it makes me cry every time. You know, yeah. I okay, so I really, really, really loved DS9, but the last season of DS9 I couldn't get through. Like really? I, I just couldn't do it. I was I really wanted to, but I couldn't. And it just and so I just moved on to Voyager. I've been trying to do the full watch, and then I now I'm gonna have to do the full watch again because now I'm doing a whole thing uh with with Bixie and so I'm gonna have to start over you know oh darn um darn. <laughs> I, I will live through it um but yeah it's uh it's really exciting because we started looking for women who do Star Trek podcasts and we only found one wow and I just I just feel like that's something that's missing because Gene Roddenberry I mean he wasn't I wouldn't call him a feminist but he tried um, yes. You know, for a guy in his era, he really tried. He really tried. Yeah, he did. He did really try. Um, and with the advent of Discovery, uh, and and such powerful oh. women now in Discovery, mm -hmm. it's a good time for it. It's a really, really good time for it. That's Absolutely. awesome. I am. I am definitely. Let please let me know when that comes. Put that on. Oh on yeah, uh, we're we're on Twitter at l l a p h e r. Um. So. Cool. Nice. And prosper her um i did just see something pop through my facebook just like 10 seconds ago that apparently there's a talk of a harry potter reunion with the original cast interesting and i'm okay with it as as long as jk rowling gets no money just just let him oh god just let those people just go and live their lives just leave them alone They've, they I have mean, paid, Rad Radcliffe announced it, so I'm sure he's fine with it. Yeah, they have you know paid what? The price for their fandom with the, uh, uh, they paid the price of their fandom with their childhood. But they do. You yeah, know what but I mean? you know what? Most Just, of them are not bitter about it, and they still do enjoy the characters that they played. And I saw an interview with Radcliffe recently where he he was talking about recent events and kind of giving his his opinion on things, but he was also talking about how he still believes in the project and he still really loves what it was and he doesn't agree with Rowling and you know he's fine with with you know continuing to be seen as as Harry 
Yeah. You know, and I really liked what he said about if this, if this property gave you something to believe in, then you should continue believing in that thing, even though she's a transphobic twat. Um, You saw that interview. That kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, it was a great interview. I loved it. Um, And, and I, I agree with him and that's why I like, I really, really am looking forward to this as long as Rowling gets zero money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. fine with that, please. Absolutely. We'll definitely uh, have I, to look out for that. My favorite thing is is those Tom Felton's uh uh Malfoy challenge on TikTok. That was so cute. Folks, different folks to to say Potter as he did. It's, it's <laughs> oh, uh, That's and I and I understand I am too I'm I'm too old to 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 be on TikTok. I get that. <laughs> what? Shut no. up. Never sure. to be on TikTok. <laughs> oh my god! I'm actually not. was that all of your news, Joe? Do you have more stuff? Um, I, I think that can be all of my news. Okay. Oh my god! Here, that Kayla. picture isn't it a great <gasps> picture? Oh, I'm melting. Oh my goodness! Holy that is so that, sweet. That was the same day she met Lavar Burton. And oh, by the way, if if you've ever heard the phrase "never meet your heroes," they were not referring to Lavar Burton. Always meet Lavar Burton. Yeah. Oh, I hear he's amazing. He's, he's incredible. Oh, he's like the best human mm-hmm. ever. Every every uh every interview I've seen with him, every like the candid stuff and like that somebody stops him to says hi, or like um his daughter is is big involved in like the D D community and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she's she's amazing. And uh Mika will you know, like she's done a few things. She does uh she co-hosts um Critter Hug with Matthew Mercer. Yep. And there's been a couple of times where like she'll be doing an interview or she'll be talking and Lavar just kind of pops his head in <laughs> and is like hi and it's just like oh my God. Well that was like uh, so great. That was like on a Star Trek, a Star Trek day when she was doing she was uh, doing the Voyager panel. Yep, and he popped in. He popped in, and they're like, "Well, you're technically part of it because you directed a bunch of episodes and appeared in an episode." So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just 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 to touch on 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 Jen's comment of where they say, "Don't ever meet your heroes." Um, I I gotta tell you that it's kind of true in certain aspects because i just said that person was not referring to no 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 i I know i know but i'm i'm you know i have a i have an anecdote (laughs) (laughs) tell a story uh i i met um it was probably due to the fact that i met him on a sunday the last day of a con and people are you know guests are tired and they don't really want it they're just waiting around for the you know because it's not a big sundays usually aren't the busy days you know what i mean it's like yeah. the last mm-hmm. day people are wrapping um, up yeah um uh uh i met um uh the voice of uh uh oh my god his i cannot believe his name just went out of my freaking head English uh, it's, it's bender bender from futurama um, John DiMaggio, John DiMaggio. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He's, okay. He's, he's one of my, I'm a gigantic voice actor fan and, um, uh, I've met a lot of different voice actors over the years and I love everything John DiMaggio has ever done. Uh, he's a big, big, uh, voice actor. Um, uh, 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 he's, he's very, he's very pro, uh, you know, for like, you know, voice actor rights and stuff like yeah. that because they don't, cause they don't get a lot of, they don't, they don't get a lot of the same treatment that normal you know, they call them face actors. Uh, they, they fake face actors mm-hmm. get, you know, in Hollywood, they get, they get treated, you know, kind of shitty. Like shit. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. And um, so, I mean, you know, not to, not to really, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, step on the guy because I really, really dig his work. I really dig him as a person. He just, 
he, he didn't even look at me that day. You know, when I met him, yeah, it kind of sucked. Uh, I, I walked, I, you know, we were the only people in line. That's what sucked. You know, I mean, I walked Aww. up to him and, and I was like, and I was like, Hey John, I just want to tell you I'm a big fan. He's like, Oh, that's great, man. Didn't even look up at me. He just took whatever was in my hand, you know, took the money. I signed, he signed it for me. And, you know, I answered a, 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 a fluff question that I had and, and uh, you know, and that was really it. He didn't really kind of, he didn't want to be there, you know, and, and that sucks and that sucks. But, but that same day I got to hang out with, um, with uh, 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 Susan Eisenberg and uh and george newman and you know like uh, so those were wonder woman and superman in justice league uh-huh. so i got to hang so i got to hang out with those guys so, so it was, made it, up for it. definitely definitely yeah yeah um we also got to meet, meet brent spiner the same year at comic-con it was that 20th <sighs> anniversary where they were all going around and my daughter all she wanted for her birthday and she was turning uh a nine uh that year uh was she wanted to meet data and I was like, Ooh. okay. Um, I see my child also didn't have a chance. Um, and so we uh I, I got her a data action figure in package and I, I brought her up and 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 she was like really shy. And I was like, Can you tell Mr. Spiner what you wanted for your birthday? And she said it real quietly, and I was like, Can you say it a little louder? And she's like, I wanted to meet data, and he was like Oh my God! Hold on. And he's like, oh. do you do you see him anywhere here? And she's like, I know he's you. And he's like, Hold on, I'm gonna sign everything on this table for her. <laughs> it was so cute. And oh. then the next day we met Lavar, and she asked him a qu- she asked him a question at Phoenix Comic Con. Uh, what's his favorite episode of Reading Rainbow? And he thought she was super super cute and started talking to her. And um, and in the process, he found out it was her birthday and that um no one was coming to her birthday because she was a nerd and so we we're holding it at comic-con and he was like i need you to come see me at my table tomorrow and she was like okay and she, that was the day she was dressed as a hura um and uh so we come up and he's on the phone and this is the greatest story and i i hope he remembers this because it absolutely changed my daughter's life he's on the phone he has lost his phone he's on his assistant's phone trying to figure out where his phone is in the car like that where the driver has gone and he looks up and he just sees her from across the room and i see him just like shove this phone into this assistant's hand it's like you deal with it and he's like celestia <laughs> how are you and i was like he remembered my kid's name <laughs> oh my God. he had like oh. signed happy birthday autographs for her and from everyone he had arranged a vip gift bag from the comic-con and i was just in tears the whole time and like i'm in he, tears now <laughs> like uh, just the best human being on earth and and oh. lavar burton if you're out there please i love you and uh, I hope That's you hear this cool. because you, you changed cool. my daughter's life. You changed my life. It was great. And then oh. we had a giant fucking birthday party where everyone from the Comic-Con came and sang her happy birthday because we'd been handing out invitations all weekend. So Jesus. that was great. That's awesome. There were like uh, 700 people amazing. at her birthday that year. And, and, and kids. <laughs> Sneak point to Jen for organizing a Comic-Con birthday. Right? right? Oh, my God. You are like the best mom ever. That is Aww. so freaking cool. I oh my god, I'm in tears. I'm that is <laughs> oh my god. That is so cool. My mom my mom sucks. She got me a birthday, a Batman birthday cake when I was four. And it was one of those and it was one of those 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 molds 
those cake molds that just looks like Batman. They just put uh-huh. it in. <laughs> Fuck Did that you put cake. icing on it at least? Fuck <laughs> that <try>. cake. <laughs> those no, are the no. worst cake fans. No, no, I, I, that, that's a lie. My mom is like one of the greatest people on earth. Yeah, I'm sure she awesome. is. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that is so cool! Thank you for telling us that story. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's like that makes my night. How old is your? How old was your daughter at that birthday? Just she was turning nine. She that, was turning that nine. Year. I got a fucking uh-huh. Voltron birthday party that night that year. That- <laughs> You know, she it's had funny, a superhero my- birthday party. We we uh, brought the kid. We brought two of the cousins over, the only two that would come, and gave them capes, and they jumped on the trampoline for an hour. That was it. Oh, I, I I I understand kids not wanting to come to your birthday party. I was I was I was a big nerd, and my birthday's Halloween, which means everybody always had plans. So Word. like nobody ever came to yeah. my party. Um, it's funny that you had mentioned the the. Uh, the, like idolizing a star, a star Trek character at a young age. Um, my my youngest son was the same way. He loved Jordy. He absolutely loved Jordy. He had a Jordy action figure from the time I think he was like five or six years old. Yep. Mm-hmm. And still and still loves loves Jordy. He he just he oh. ugh. You know, I really, really, really loved Jordy until I watched TNG as an adult and Jordy's kind of creepy, but I love yeah. him anyway. <laughs> like I, I kind of sat there. I was like, "Did you just, did you just internet stalk someone and create a replicator of her? Do we need I, to have a talk, Jordy? Jordy what? has trouble with women. He does. Um, you know I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving Jordy a pass compared to to Riker. Okay, come on. Oh, Riker. Riker was At the least opposite. Riker had a, Jordy had an actual like physical person. I was going to say a human woman, but. She wasn't. Um, she was not human. But had like a physical person to like throw his. Like Jordy created a woman on the holodeck. Well, yeah. By cyber stalking someone. Listen, if listen, if we're gonna start pulling out that, uh, Barkley could be completely. <laughs> Barkley. Barkley. <laughs> I mean, Barkley. Barkley. <laughs> he says Barkley. We all go. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, oh, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, wasn't I mean, wasn't, wasn't I mean, wasn't Riker the one who was jealous of of the um the kid created by energy that Deanna had? Like, I mean, you know, she she had the the, the, oh, the, the energy the immaculate conception oh, child. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember him being. I mean, how many times did Deanna get raped jealous. on that show? Though, like, like we need to have a talk about, yeah. about Deanna. <laughs> There's always one female character that they just like well, to fuck with. Is well, Deanna, oh my God. And then it was poor friggin'. It was Beverly. Um, Beverly was another Beverly. one that they screwed with all the time. Uh, and then you get basically, into Voyager and you had get a vagina Bilana. on that show. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, if you had a vagina on that show, you there was something that was going to happen to you that was terrible. Somehow. My husband made this really, really good point about women on Star Trek, though, that like the women are the ones who give up everything. They're the ones that will give up their lives, that will give up who they are as a as a person in, in order to make sure that everyone else is okay. And and the men are just like, I'm fine. Hey. <laughs> the, the men are just sparkly. <laughs> just sparkly. Sparkly and Riker. Those are the yeah. But I I, I, don't even, I, I thought though on DS9, the the character that got screwed with the most was a card. Uh, 
DS9? DS9? Oh, DS9. Never mind. Uh, no. It was uh, so sit O'Brien. down in the corner. You've you've lost. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it was O'Brien. O'Brien was. It's like yeah. every. Oh he, my God. He he was Poor the one. O'Brien. Who, you know, his his wife gets taken over by an alien entity. Uh, <laughs> but his wife got taken over by the alien entity, not O'Brien. <laughs> right. But then poor he was. Keiko. But then, but then poor he Keiko. Gets, Yes, poor Keiko. But then he's being blackmailed. Then... To... <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. But I mean, but I mean, you wanted, but I mean, you were talking about, you know, how Deanna Troy just basically got, you know, she got violated constantly. I mean, talk. What about what about um, Picard and uh, and Q? Q was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Q uh, wouldn't yeah, even well, alone. Q is is the pure is is true is chaotic Q, neutral. That's what K Q, is, tr- like chaotic neutral. Q that's need, what that means. Yes. Q need Q needed to learn no means no. That's just <laughs> <laughs> there are some consent issues with Q, specifically when he decides he's going to have a baby with. No, and he's like, Yes, I am. And she's like, No, no. And he's like, Yeah. And she's like, No, okay. No means no, Q. <laughs> he could not figure that out. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Q- there's a lot to talk about about Star Trek. <laughs> yes. Yes. We, we could do a this, whole nother. This is the yeah. secret three part geekiest podcast where we now are going to talk about Star Trek. <laughs> Tear apart Star Trek. There's lots of that. <laughs> oh, but I think we're in the geek news section. So we are in the geek news. Um, I have a couple of little things. Uh, in 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 the geek news. Um, uh, let's see. What do I have that's interesting? Uh, I had a few things here. Um, here's here's something fun. Uh, Andy, we are all uh big Stan Lee fans. Yeah. Uh, and. They are putting together a pins and posters uh, series celebrating Stan Lee from okay. More Art Gallery. Okay, very cool. So, More Art Gallery recently teamed up with the late Stan Lee's company, POW uh, Entertainment, to provide posters and pins for fans. Right now, fans can find cool pins featuring art by Jaron Hemphill and Lee, and of Lee and Freya Betts. Uh, has created a limited edition lithograph print that is stunning. And I'm looking at it now. Really? Uh Uh-huh. The lithograph measures 16 and a half by 23.4 inches. Also, the poster comes with a free with free worldwide shipping. No way. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the artwork is gorgeous. There's uh, one of them is Stan sitting at his desk drawing. Uh, and the other one is that that really kind of uh, hero pose, statuesque, chin up kind of side mm-hmm. view mm-hmm. of him. Uh, really gorgeous stuff. And then they're doing like they're doing some kind of artsy stuff as well. But there's a whole nother line coming out of of pins and posters uh, to celebrate Stanley's life. Awesome, mm. yeah. awesome. And well, well, today is I think today's Stan's birthday, right? That's probably why this came out today. Is, yeah, yeah. Today's Stan's birthday. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so super cool. No, Check super that out. Cool. Um, yeah, it looks like this is they're really kind of gearing this towards the fan, and they don't want it's not a money making thing. It's we want to give something back to the fans. So yeah. that's, no, that's awesome. fun. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, and and speaking of, we were talking about 
one uh, and Ready Player Two. Uh, they are talking that the uh, film for Ready Player Two is in early development stages. Ugh. So what kind of original storyline is it going to have? Right. <laughs> right? Right. What is this story going to be about? Uh, <laughs> it's anyone's oh. guess. What it is, is it's actually going to be really Ready Player One, and we're actually going to watch him play a perfect game of Pac-Man. <laughs> God. Uh, the the writer of this article does admit that there was a great deal of change uh, from the movie to the book. Um, but yeah, there's yeah. there's there's talks. You're not <laughs> you're not helping your case, Kay. I'm being... no, I'm, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that's what this person talking about. The trick is, is that when you go see a movie that's based on a book, just assume that the movie takes place in a parallel universe that where things might be the same, but that's not on purpose. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and, and the book yeah. doesn't actually exist in that parallel. No, yeah. uh, I was just reading. I was just uh, doing my research for Jungle Book, and apparently, the uh, instructions that uh, Walt Disney gave his writers for Jungle Book was: "Here's the book. Don't read it." Um, nice. <laughs> which is why the Jungle Book bears no resemblance to the Jungle Book. Nice. Nice. I like it. I mean, there's I a list like... of characters. Use them, right? Or don't. Your choice. Whatever. You know. Make, make, a, make a couple up. You know. It's fine. Does, <laughs> it's fine. Does, does it got Does it got aminals? I mean. Speaking of books uh, of movies that needed to be like books that needed to be three movies, I will also take you to like I think Goblet of Fire should have been the two part movie of the Harry Potter series. Yeah, there's at a least two, was a good maybe one. three. Yeah, there was it, sh a lot it should there. have been so much longer. There was so much in that book; like you could kill someone with that book. My, my huge, my huge pet peeve about all the about all the Harry Potter films is is literally where are the ghosts? The ghosts have a what? huge role in the book. Where's Peeves? Where the Where's hell is Peeves? Peeves was Where's the one Peeves? that pissed me off the most. Where the fuck is Peeves? Peeves was integral to so much, and they just pff, done. You know, I am more pissed off about Peeves not being there than I am about Tom Bombadil not being there. <laughs> That's yeah, the I actually see. I uh, I don't like Tom Bombadil, so yeah, I'm not okay. a fan of him. <laughs> yeah, uh, like Tom Bombadil is the reason that I hadn't read The Lord of the Rings for a long time because I would read up to Tom Bombadil, and I was like, I cannot get through this. This is like trying to chew through granite and so i'd be like i'll just put it down for a little bit and i'll come back and by the time i came back i'd forgotten what would happen so i'd start over you honestly yeah. can skip ton bombadil and just like i the know movie, it doesn't make a difference it doesn't so. make a difference but i couldn't figure out how far to skip forward and like it was it, because it's not and so when i just like listened to it on on tape that was like my first real like we listened to it on tapes and boy do i have a funny story about that that i'm not gonna tell right now because we've already gone too long but uh <laughs> like i was like oh hey tom bombadil is so much better when you could just like tune it out for about five minutes <laughs> Well, well, when you take out Tom Bombadil, you know, like that whole that whole section where where uh, uh, Frodo is, you know, stays in the Shire is down to a couple of days rather than <laughs> than months over time, you know. So, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. but hence why I'm more upset about Peeves not being in there. Oh, I agree right, right, that. Peeves, Peeves, and Anywho. and like the whole Weasley twins. Didn't get nearly enough screen time. Anyway, no. moving on. Um, 
I love them. Okay, uh, so my last little bit of news here uh, is something that that I love that Andy and I share. Um, that I hadn't Me? even like I hadn't even put we we share a lot yes, of loves, you. but uh, I hadn't even put together that you were going to be on the show and and this that I was gonna talk about. Um, as of recently, uh, new character details shared for DC's Green Lantern series involving Jessica Cruz and Simon Bess. Go uh, on, <laughs> listening. I am I am tentatively I am tentatively hopeful. Mm-hmm. This is another don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up. Um, again, again. <laughs> you had your chance. Right. Uh, we got some more information to share with you regarding entertainment coming Green Lantern series. The information involves a couple of characters that will be featured in the show. It's been explained that the HBO Max series will depict the adventures of a multitude of lanterns, including Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, Simon Bez, and Alan Scott, Earth's first Green Lantern who, true to the comics, is a gay man, and many more. The series will also include fan favorites such as Sinestro and my personal favorite, Kilowog. I forgot. They, okay. I forgot they made Alan Scott gay. You just yeah. reminded me of the like the the new Loki series by Disney. They announced that they're making Loki bisexual, and I someone someone out there was like, "So you're toning him down like a lot, then?" Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> well, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. First of all, you know, they're not making Loki bisexual. They're just telling people about it. You're just telling people about <laughs> it <laughs> because so I like, mean, it's if- like so you've toned down the god of mischief way down yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah he doesn't fuck horses in this one yeah yeah i was gonna say but it's, it's like if you've ever read you know any real norse mythology you know that loki it's just all over the place yeah pretty much the ultimate pansexual He's- like boy is he a pansexual um, i mean yeah i mean omnisexual I, yeah yeah i think that's pro- but i mean he turned himself into a mare mm-hmm. yes Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Where, where are I mean, you going? That's how we get something I mean, here. We were there. No. No. I'm. I'm just going with with omnisexual. I mean, I was because you think it like you know you've got you know I was thinking like oh who else is is kind of like that I was like well Zeus changed himself into a whole bunch of stuff to but only with, with women. Well, but uh, Ganymede. I'm listening. Ganymede was uh, a male cupbearer that he had a relationship with. Okay. Yeah. Did he? I missed that one. Okay. Yeah, that's why okay, Ganymede so was Jovian was one of the Jovian planets. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so Zeus had one boy, and then a, raped a whole bunch of women as animals. But Loki was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna fuck everything in yeah. the universe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Loki had sex with a planet at one point. Oh, if he didn't, I'm I'm disappointed. Yeah. I mean, he he, he had to have sex with the moon, right? We're, we're mm-hmm. pretty sure about, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> oh Loki. Oh, oh Loki. <laughs> That's another no, this podcast. has gone completely off the rails. I am so sorry. That's okay. That's another podcast to have, like, mythology and sexuality. Let's. Ooh. Oh, my God. That, that's, that's deep. And maybe, who I'm not qualified to talk about that. I think you need to have Dr. Ruth on that. Like, <laughs> She's still alive? Yes, she's uh, still alive. I don't know. Yeah. But oh, you need to bring she's... her back from the dead. Her <laughs> and... um. Dr. Jen, uh, who wrote the Vagina Bible, she can come on the podcast. And uh-huh. <laughs> uh, someone just tell, just tell mythology, and they go, okay, so what that's called is. Right. Lindsay Doe's another good one, too. She's great. 
Um, but anyway, the point of the article, <laughs> as we were getting to, uh, is that they're they're adding some interesting. They're they're talking about some interesting personality traits when it comes to Jessica Cruz and Simon Bass. Um, here's here's what they have to say. Uh, Jessica Cruz, protecting the galaxy is hard enough. It's even tougher when you're the type of person who is uncomfortable leaving the apartment. Life forced Jessica to become self-reliant at a young age. She worked her way through school while taking care of her younger sister. She's bright, determined. Looking at her, you'd never know that she struggles. She, she no, the struggle, sorry, English is hard, on the inside. Jessica lives with a sometimes crippling anxiety disorder. She's been fighting her fear longer than anyone of our lanterns knows. So they're bringing in a character who suffers with an anxiety, which is interesting. Um, and I think if they do it right, it uh, could be really impactful. Um, so it's something yeah. that a lot of us are really struggling with uh, right now. Um, this one, this is interesting. Uh, Simon Baz, for as long as he can remember, Simon love, Simon's love the Green Lanterns. Using his innate charm and gift of gab, he works in Detroit as a vendor. However, business hasn't been good lately. In the wake of 9-11, America has grown distrustful of young Middle Eastern men. It's interesting to see the issue that each of these characters are dealing with and the personal struggle that they face. Jessica Cruz is dealing with mental health and Simon Baz is profiling young Middle Eastern men. These aspects of the characters should make for some interesting storytelling whoa wow that's that's great yeah yeah like they they're going deep if they don't fuck it up it'll be great <laughs> yeah uh and guy gardner is just uh has a personality disorder that makes him a uh, douche canoe <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> I'm yeah. not wrong, right? This no. is the guy who get who gets punched out by Batman. So I, I feel like I feel like though they're kind of going in the wrong direction with. And, and hear me out. Let me he, hear me out before we before we you know y'all jump all over me for this. <laughs> We're hearing. Okay. So all right. So what's the what's what's the basis of Green Lantern? Right. He's a space cop, basically. Right. And he flies around, flies around the universe into different galaxies, different planets, protecting blah blah blah. Right? He or she, the Green Lantern Corps, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be a uh, that would be it, mainly it. I would think I would want to do a story that takes place not on Earth, right? So, so if I'm if I'm doing if I'm doing a, a Green Lantern series, I don't want to do anything that takes place on on Earth because I think that that's you're you're missing out. You're you're missing the picture that it, it that it's it shouldn't be about. You're, tell tell the story of diversity through other planets and other peoples on different galaxies, you know, on different planets, of different galaxies, different universes, and without you know shoving without shoving it in your face. Look, here's here's uh, uh, different ethnicities on on this planet, you know, on on Earth, on our world, and so that's how Star Trek approach. I was about yeah. to say. So, what you're saying is, you want Green Lantern Star Trek? Well, well, honestly, that's that's ever since, um, ever since Neil Adams uh, did, you know, did 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 his run with uh, uh, who was who was it with Joe Green Arrow, the hard hard traveling heroes. But it was Neil. It was Neil Adams and Neil Adams else. and Denny O'Neill. And Denny O'Neill, thank you, thank you very much. Those guys 
when when that run was it was in the late seventies, early eighties, I believe, right? Yeah, I believe it was seventies. Yeah, they they tackled a lot of things. They they tackled a lot of issues like ethnicity and Native American rights, and you know, just I mean, just drug abuse and just you know, they were they were they were in it to uh, uh, help out the little man. Right. You know, the, the, the small guy talk about the issues that that normal comic books don't touch. And that's and that's awesome. And they did that. And I think that um, that helped Green Lantern, the character, the story, the concept of the Green Lantern, uh, it kind of helped it blossom into something bigger than, uh, you know, than small scale, uh, you know, to just showing it, showing it to you on Earth when they can show you that that problem exists all over the universe and that it needs to be dealt with all over the world or all, all, all throughout creation throughout the universe. I agree. Um, in, in that it, it tells a broader story. They don't actually say in anything that I've read so far and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but anything that I've read so far on the new series, they don't actually say that it takes place entirely on earth. Only that these particular characters are from earth. Right. I mean, I guess my point would be is the original Green Lantern stories, you know, Alan Scott notwithstanding, because Alan Scott was not Green Lantern core until they retconned him in. Right. Because uh, he's a, a golden, point, by the he's way. A golden age hero. Uh, and now he's the Emerald Knight. Right. But he was, you know, it was originally, you know, he found this lantern because he was like right. an archaeologist. And, and it was magic back then. It was magic. Yeah, it was magic and it didn't work on wood. Right. Um, Number two. Uh, Right, yeah. <laughs> which is yellow, which is yellow, yes. so it fucks up both of them. Yes, like, that's um, what I mean. You can so, tell with a number two pencil. But if you, <laughs> if you go to the Silver Age where we get Hal Jordan, he was the he's the Green Lantern for Sector twenty eight fourteen, the Earth Sector. Yeah, um, and if you focus the stories on them dealing with the Earth Sector instead of them being the you know the space security force you know because I, I it was always like I, I remember asking myself the question a couple of times like why the hell is everything happening in 2814 and then like in one of the Green Lantern because we're assholes <laughs> yes because humans are fucked human up human centric right but they but the, the, the everything Green Lantern... else is fine have you seen Earth oh no <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know the I think one of the Guardians finally says at one time it's like your that sector is kind of the nexus point for the entire multiverse. Um, Because the flash keeps fucking it up. Um, (laughs) That's also a point. (laughs) Fuck you, Barry. God damn it, it, Barry. (laughs) What are you doing, Barry? Stop it. I was just thinking about how well, though, like uh, the the spy... the Supergirl uh, uh, show has been dealing with racism without dealing with racism, like talking about racism through aliens. And, and I, I, but I also have to wonder like in the moment of fuck the police, is it great to be making a space cop show? (laughs) (laughs) This smart. (laughs) You know, that's, that's a good question. Defund the lantern core. Oh Oh, God. Well, I think I think that no, I, I actually that's a great question, and my answer to that is I think that it, that's a wonderful opportunity for them to actually address issues like that, you know, and and because because when you think about it, I mean, Joe, you know this too. There's a lot of there's a I mean, Sinestro is the perfect corrupted cop, you know what I mean? 
I mean, uh, I mean, if you look at it, the whole the whole system, the whole guardians, you know, yeah, self appointed, yeah. the the self appointed yeah. uh, lawgivers. It's like you know, as as someone as, who's a fan of democracy, you know, it's like who, who puts you little guys in charge? Right. And, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's hope that they're smart enough to pick up on that and, and run and, with it. And you'd think they'd be smart enough to just somebody, you know, just for just in the DC universe, somebody would just go, can we put like a bell around Barry's neck? <laughs> like, <I> mean, <laughs> no, because then you have to worry about Wally trying to do it. <laughs> oh, we just got to take away the cosmic treadmill. That's it. <laughs> that shit in the phantom zone. He doesn't, need, he doesn't need the treadmill anymore. Oh, God. He doesn't need the treadmill anymore. He does whatever the fuck he wants. Damn it. <laughs> and and he's terrible at keeping his his secret atheist. Right? He just hey, you want to know my secret identity? Yeah. Like yeah. You're, you're, not Barry. We, we Barry. We don't care. Everybody knows. <laughs> Barry, okay, shut up. Oh, <laughs> however, however, I do have to point out. I do have to point out the joke in that. The um in the Justice League series when uh uh when Fla- when Flash and Lex Luthor switched places. Yes. Right. Uh. uh Lex is they switched brains. It's called the, the Great Brain Robbery. Um, Lex immediately runs into the bathroom of the of the watchtower, the men's room, in front of the mirror, and he goes, "Well, at least I get to see who Flash really is." And he takes his hood off and he goes, "I have no idea who I'm looking at." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he had no clue. He had no fucking clue. He's the only one, then, you know. Just about. You know what? You know why? Because nobody cares who Barry is. <laughs> nobody cares who flash is like that's that's like the new flash shirt is it's just like the flash and says damn it barry right damn it, barry. <laughs> kayla oh my god oh my god yes let's do that. Need to make that new shirt yeah uh, i also i also make pregnancy shirts and i'm trying to figure out how i can make that into a shirt and not get sued uh yeah uh-huh. yeah. yeah i love when we come up with awesome shirt ideas and then we're like shit copyrights but copyright if it just says damn it barry right you take know? the logo off and it right. just says, maybe damn reverse it, barry. it like just turn it around maybe like, do you think if it's reversed it, mirror it counts, logo. change See, those the colors are, those are my favorite those are my favorite fandom shirts is the ones that are really obscure references uh-huh. that you have to go. What the fuck is that about? Yeah. You know, and if you know, you it. know, and if you don't, you don't like, yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. <laughs> and you sell them until the cease and desist letter comes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Basically. <it>. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right. That's Andy, it. do you have any news for us? As we are getting, getting I, late yeah, on time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got, I got some really cool stuff. Um, uh, I haven't been on for a while, guys. So you guys really haven't had any like video game news or anything like that. Yeah, or, we need your just, video game stuff or, or video game hype, rather. You know. So uh, one of the things I got to tell you, I, I, you know, the game, the game's been out for a while, but I don't think it got a lot of. I don't think it got as much hype as it as it deserved, um, which is a total lie because it really did. Um, I just finished uh, uh, the game Red Dead Redemption Two, uh, and. If it's it's a it's actually the the title is actually a uh, a misnomer. It's a prequel to the first game, Red Dead Redemption One. So you get to actually see how the first how the main character in the first game how he came to be in. Uh, so first of all, it's a western for those for those mm. of you that don't know. Uh, it's a western and it's a uh, it is a it, it does all the really amazing western tropes. If you're a, a fan of westerns like I am. 
you know, the spaghetti Westerns, uh, the Clint Eastwood movies and, the, and, and such, then you will absolutely love this game. If you haven't already played it, um, I got to tell you, I shoot, I got it. Uh, I got it last year. Uh, I think I bought it for myself for my birthday. uh uh, on on the xbox store and i started playing it and i literally just finished it the other day there's that much like like two days before christmas Uh, like that's literally how much how much content is in the game wow um and and it's not just running and gunning you know you're not just like riding a horse and shooting bad guys you're also there's uh, uh quality of life type type things like um you're in a gang your character you play the main character you're in a gang and um you got to feed the gang so you got to go on hunt or fish you know um and i got to tell you you know what i hate fishing in real life fishing in this game was one of the most relaxing things i've ever done in my life <laughs> <laughs> i'm playing like i'll lo- i would have logged there were days where i would just log on and do like 2 hours of nothing but fishing you know just wow. because it's just because it's so relaxing the the storyline is one of the greatest storylines I have ever played through in any game in my entire life. The main character, Arthur Morgan, is now probably my favorite video game character of all time. And oh my that's, goodness. and that's for me, that's, for you. yeah, that for me, that's saying a whole, whole lot. Now, partially, yes, he sounds a dead ringer like my dad, and my dad's my hero. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, He's yeah his his he's uh, the, his inflections you know my dad's deep south you know so he's you know a lot okay you've heard my dad talk yes. So, yes you know a lot of the things he says in the game I can hear my dad come you know my dad saying the exact same thing you can um uh, they have actual real time hair growth in the game what? so as yeah yeah so you can regularly get haircuts and beard trims and stuff like that. Huh. And, and and do hairstyles and, and whatnot. It's really, really, really cool. Um, if uh, if if you guys if you guys if you guys out there if you haven't picked up this game yet, if there's a reason you haven't, if you're not into westerns, please give this a chance. This is one of the greatest storylines, probably one of the saddest, most tragic storylines as well. I'll just I'll throw that out there, and I won't spoil anymore. But. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 is one of the best games ever created. Um, secondly, the next game that I just picked up, uh, and I know there's a bunch of there's, there's there's a bunch of reviews out for this game already, you guys, but uh, uh, I I'm a huge fan of the Assassin's Creed series. Jen, I think you are too, right? Oh my God, so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what was your favorite Assassin's Creed game? Sorry, I okay. turned off push to talk for a second. <laughs> my husband, my husband brought me something to drink, and I turned it off. Push to talk. I uh, turned on push to talk for a second so I could open it. Oh, thank you, Jen's husband. Um, oh. <laughs> see, oh, my favorite one. I think my favorite one probably. I probably have enjoyed Odyssey the most. Okay. Out of them, uh, okay. because I really loved the idea of being able to run around ancient Greece, and yes. um, I told my husband that you could, you could like design an entire um travel agency around just taking people to the places from assassin's creed because gosh is it pretty oh my goodness assassin's creed odyssey is pretty like i've been really really enjoying valhalla which you're about to talk about (laughs) but i mean oh my gosh it's so pretty i'm like i just want to go everywhere in greece now (laughs) 
like like uh, just to talk a minute about about uh, Odyssey, Kayla, Joe, have you played this game? Have you seen it played at all? No. Nope. Have you seen? Oh my god. Oh my uh, god. Just for nothing else, the the whoever I'll have to look in the credits, but whoever worked specifically on water effects in that game should they be, deserve a medal? Absolutely. They should run. They should run the company. I mean, they are. It's beautiful. Like you don't, you don't know that you're not looking at real water, that, that you're not looking at real water, wow. you know? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and there's, there's the whole like Greek mythology angle, which, you know, I love Greek mythology. Um, that, I mean, that's a fantastic game. Uh, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the, the, the newest iteration is uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which uh, uh, as you can kind of guess, takes place uh, in uh, 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 Norway. And 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 England uh, around the time of the uh, uh, the Viking invasions, uh, the Viking raids. Uh, you play as uh, the main character is. You get to pick once again. You get to pick your gender, um, uh, male or female. Um, uh, uh, a character named Eivor, and uh, uh, it's it's very. If you've ever seen the show Vikings, it's pretty much the video game version. Okay. As as people who have done Renaissance stuff, you guys, y'all, y'all would just love this because the costuming in this fucking video game is like it's better than most movies. You sit there and you're like, oh yes, that does appear to be woven from like linen and hemp, not you know fine weave cotton. It is so well done, and and it looks like they could have actually constructed that stuff. Mm -hmm. I will say the only downside to Odyssey was that it was the Greek mythology angle, and I love Greek mythology angle, but it gets its time in the sun. Yeah. No, no, for <laughs> sure. plenty of time in the sun, but like, for and sure. and that's why I really loved Origins. Origins focused on the Egyptian mytholo- mythos, Ooh. and now we're getting to yeah, talk about me. the the Norse mythos. And like, you don't get to talk about those a whole lot, except for like, I mean, people now know Thor and Loki, but they know them as superheroes, not right. as gods. Right. And and I really, really love. Like, it did take me a moment when they're like, "This is Thor," and I'm like, "That's not Chris Hemsworth." I don't understand. <laughs> Um, but like, I, I really like that they're getting back to these look like Vikings. These are are the Viking heroes. These are the Viking mm-hmm. legends, and and telling us the story of of you know Frigg and and um, I'm forgetting all of the names right now. But uh, I I think one of the moments like I'm sure if you've just started it, you you won't have gotten there. But at one point you're um, riding Slepnir, and I was like, this Slepnir does not have nearly enough hooves. But um, mm. <laughs> that was my only problem. And I was like, the most unrealistic parts of this entire game is that I killed a crow and none of its friends came at me. So, uh, but <laughs> it's such a good game. It's so well done, and it's costuming. It's it's better than a movie. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah, Kay, Joe, I'm looking at their costumes. I'm looking at the outfits they're wearing, and I'm going, I've seen that guy. I've seen uh. that guy. <laughs> I <laughs> I, I know, know that, that guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I'm going, and I'm looking at him going, going, okay, dude, wow. There's like, I could rock that. I could rock mm-hmm. that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's my only complaint about the game, Jen, is that I feel like the lighting is too dark. And I know it's yeah, supposed it to be, be the dark ages. I know it's supposed to be the dark ages and everything, but that's but not, not really. What, what, yeah, not literally. Not supposed to be the dark. <laughs> Maybe ages. a candle would have been nice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. I've turned up the brightness on mine. Like I, I just don't that's care about that. Make sure this is vis- barely visible. I'm like, I can see it all the way. This is great. Exactly. Um, <laughs> 
I, exactly. I will say there, there are some really, really great uh, Easter eggs in it. And uh, you brought up something and now I've forgotten it. And I was going to talk. Oh, oh, my, my biggest like moment of the what is this game was I was in Sherwood Forest and I came upon a, upon a camp of bandits that all had bows. And then oh, I God. killed their leader whose name was Macbeth. And I don't understand what happened. Like, you know, wow. I was like, wait, wait, what? Why was his name Macbeth? Um, <laughs> I mean, wait. <laughs> There's gotta be a there's, there's gotta, that's gotta be a joke. No, seriously, there's no. There's gotta, gotta be a joke be, somewhere. Like, like maybe it's like I don't know. Somebody who played Robin Hood also played Macbeth. <gasps> oh, you know that's that's well, the only thing that I can think of. I mean, because now I'm googling because technically Macbeth was fighting against the Vikings. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that yeah. is yeah. a that's I mean, a stretch. It been, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, huh. that's that's way that's that's way further than I've even gotten. I just yeah yeah just I just stumbled upon that like the other day, and I've been playing it constantly it, for like four weeks. In the game, in the game, I I just established my settlement in England. So mm-hmm. yeah yeah, Ra- uh, Ravensthorpe or something yeah. like that, or Ravensthorpe or something. Yeah mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, yeah, but no, um, I know you know I don't know if. Uh, Okay, I don't know if, if mm. the boys are playing it at all or anything like that, but if they are, get them to, get them to show it off. <laughs> I'll have to ask them. They they don't that as they've gotten older, they don't show off their video games yeah. to me anymore. You know, I guess because they know I'm not a huge video game person per se. Uh, but they used to be like, "Hey, mom, look at this." Yeah, you know. And I haven't, you know. Well, Jason's been working so much that like the poor yeah. kid has time for nothing. Um, but usually, you know, like Jeremy even hasn't really shown what he's been playing yeah. lately. You'll have to like come over so he talks about it. So or, or, or next time you're over, I show it off to you. That's all. There we go. You know, in the after times. In the yeah. after times. <laughs> Joe, Joe can come too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yay. <laughs> um, but no, this this is a an amazing, amazing game. It's so much fun. Uh, so, you know, there's, we, we talked about all the, uh, Jen and I were talking earlier about, about all the, the multitude of crap side shit that you can do in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, I don't think you'll, there's no way you can, you can complete this game a hundred percent in less than a year. Wow. You know? Oh no, not, not at all. Like it's, it's very well done. And, and like, and that's only talking about, even if you just do the big nodes, there are little nodes too. Yeah. Goodness, yeah. and those just re-show, those just keep showing back up for sure. Wow, that's so, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I have to say that so, that is that's an impressive thing I've seen lately with with these games. Is you know the play like you're? It's not like some of the games was like, oh, you you got sixty hours worth of out of play out of it, and right. you know, it's I love how involved I just like especially anything that that is first person. Mm-hmm. I cannot play. I am shunned. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't do first person. Um, Assassin's Creed is third person. Oh, okay. Um, which has which has involved a lot more cursing at Vikings than I have ever done in my life. Like, <laughs> jump, you stupid Viking! Jump! I said, up. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Um, but I will say, like, and it is like okay. So when we buy Assassin's Creed, we pay you know ninety dollars Canadian for it, which is a lot. But then we play it. Both of us play it for we've already both played over 60 hours of this exactly. game and, wow. and that, that ends up being okay. Then we buy cyberpunk 
Cyberpunk game. is bad. I'm so mad at it. Like, it has graphics from The Sims from 2015. And I'm like, what were you guys doing? You you, made The Witcher and then you made this shit? Are you playing it on, I mean, are you playing on PC? No, we're playing it on Xbox because we both thought we would want to play it. That's why. That's why. We don't buy games on, we buy things on Xbox when we both want to play it. And we buy things on PC when only one of us want to play it. So we don't have to buy two fucking versions. Right. So, so what they're talking, so what she's talking about is that, uh. I'm sorry. I'm really mad. No, it's great. (laughs) No, no, it's great. It's a great segue. It's a great segue because what she's talking about is, is this game, uh, that Project CD Red came out with. They were the, they were the original, um, creators of, uh, of the Witcher series. Right, which okay. uh, yeah, so you know Henry Cavill, so good. yeah, so good. We, we all, yeah, we all love, we all love Henry Cavill. Oh, Henry Cavill. And you know yeah. what? I know, you know what the funny. I thing didn't is? know how much yeah. I liked Henry Cavill until The Witcher, and then <laughs> and, and <laughs> that was up good. And that and that was back in January, right? Mm. Right. Oh, Jesus, so, that was forever. I know. How is that I only know. in January? <laughs> so hell. So we're, so they've been apparently they've been working on this pro on this particular project, uh, uh, what is it, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, right? Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, for f- freaking ever since since the third Witcher game came out, which was some years ago. Um, the game is based on the tabletop RPG game uh, mm-hmm. that uh, you know a lot of people really, really you either love it or you hate it. I think it's pretty cool. Um, the uh, Mike Pondsmith. Uh... Uh, our Telsorian games uh, tabletop role playing game. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Geek yeah, point. that's a geek point. Totally. Geek point. So, <clears throat> you know, uh, Cyberpunk. If you guys, you know, whoever doesn't really know, uh, I'm not trying to insult anybody by saying you don't know what Cyberpunk is. Uh, you know, Cyberpunk is um, uh, usually dystopian. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, cyborgs, uh, robotic limbs, flying cars, sometimes. You know, a uh, lot of like, you know, technological cyborg advancements on people and things and uh, uh, movies that, that you could reference would be stuff like, uh, 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 shoot, it just Blade ran Runner out of my Thank Blade you. Runner. Thank you. God, why can't I say Blade Runner? Because <laughs> English is hard. Right. Blade Runner. Blade Runner is the first one uh, that immediately pops in, into my head is, is mm-hmm. that one, uh, you know, uh, God, even even you could even go so far as to say stuff like um um like Demolition Man might be a little bit of it. Uh, you know, just it, things like, things of that nature. It takes place in the near Judge future. Dredd. Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Thank a you very one. much. Mm-hmm. Judge Dredd's an excellent Max Headroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. The old the old Max Headroom series is very is very cyberpunk. But anyway, so they worked on this game forever. They're like, this is going to be the greatest game nine we've ever years. made. I looked it up. Nine nine, nine years. years. On Thank you. Wow. And, and and if you own the PC version, it shows that they worked on it for nine years, uh, because the game engine that they use, the graphics engine that they used, is so advanced that just about only the top gaming PCs will run this game perfectly. Okay, yep. everything else below it is going to you're going to get bugs, you're going to get uh, uh, shitty <laughs> graphics, you're going to get poor interface, clipping issues. Very clipping specific issues. clipping issues. Very specific clipping issues that uh, she came up. There are specifically penis clipping issues because you get yep. to design your own penis if you want to have one in the opening uh, sequence, and then um, it doesn't fit in your pants, so you wander around with your penis out. Yeah. Wait, hold much. on, rewind. Um, okay, you you <laughs> yeah. don't you, have to have a penis. 
Right. So you get to design okay. a guy. So, so you get so you get to design a character within the game. Obviously, male, female, or transgender, whatever you want. Okay. All right. Um, and as you're designing that that person, <clears throat> excuse me. One of the features you get to choose is whether or not they have genitalia. Um, I don't know if it actually makes a difference in the game if you have genitalia or not. I don't know if, if I don't know if sexual intercourse is actually included. In Apparently, the game. you get to see it. your penis a lot, even if you don't okay. have the clipping issue. So right, okay, so so, to- so, so yeah, yeah. Um, a friend of mine, a friend of mine who actually owns it, plays it. He says it's great. He goes, he he says you either get vagina, right, which is you know it's a it's apparently a standard vagina. So you don't get to design your own vagina. No, no, no. Right. Of course not. Why no, would you get no, to design your own there's, penis? There's one design. Well, and but there's only two. There's there's two choices for penis. There is standard and gigantic wing wang. And <laughs> <laughs> this game was made by a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh no! Oh, I'm joking. Oh my god. <laughs> don't die! Don't die! <laughs> And, and this concludes when they killed someone over Discord. Uh, <laughs> but 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 it's like it's like and it's and it's literally just and it's what literally just fuck? and it's literally just the size of the actual phallus and not you know the proportionate size of maybe the testicles or you know any other surrounding area. It's like you don't literally get to, like, choose the hair. Or- no, no, if you have seven no, don't push circumcision or no. levels or no, 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 nothing like that. No, it's either it's either it's either it's either long dong silver or you know little ones. You know. <laughs> Holy shit! And um, maybe either Michelangelo's David right. or thank you. What so, the fuck? Okay, right. So so you know uh, so like 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 we were saying though. Um, she, uh, Jen, you, what, can I ask what, what system you own? What, what, what we X- own an Xbox one. We don't right. even uh, own an Xbox one S, but they were saying it was going to play fine. They lied. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, you're getting, you're getting what, uh, you know, 15 year old graphics, you know, oh, on, yeah. on, on a brand, you know, for a Sims. game that, yeah. Sims level graphics Sims which from is, 2013. That's what yeah. I'm getting. Yeah, oh, I'm and I'm like, we spent a hundred dollars on this. Yeah, and it doesn't even have a storyline. It doesn't even matter what version you have. You don't have a storyline. It's just right. like wander around the city and kill people and may- if you want, and maybe do this, and maybe do. And you know, I I actually I actually watched a guy uh, uh, t- earlier tonight. I was watching him on uh, you know play the game, and he's like he's talking about how uh, how one of the big issues of the game is um, uh, NPC populations. Like like you'll go around a corner in this mm-hmm. city and there's a fuck ton of people right and you will work your way through this crowd of fuck ton people get to the next block through this throng of people turn around and they're all gone because ah! because the game engine could not render them could not continue to render them into being oh, so that's creepy yeah yeah you turn around yeah. and they're all gone and it's a fucking ghost town but then you move two steps turn back around and they're all behind you now like no, that's a fucking documentation right there. No, no, I'm out. No. (laughs) Um, I, I, I I was, I was following this, and I saw was it last week or the week before? uh, Sony uh, took it off of the Sony PlayStation Mm -hmm. Store. Sony was taking it off their store. They reported so many problems, Uh, and they're offering refunds. 
Yeah, yeah GameStop wow. is offering refunds on opened copies, and my yep. husband is right now trying to decide if he's going to return his copy and then just wait two years and buy it again when you know it's thirty dollars. Well, just just get obviously just return it now and get the PC version. Yeah, the PC we don't have PCs better. that could run it either. Oh uh, well, there you um, go. So you know, it's it's one of those things that it would cost way more to upgrade our PC than it would be worth. So here's uh, here's, here's 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 my best option then that I suggest to you. You return the game. Turn on the game. Use that money. Use that money to go to a place called uh, uh, DriveThroughRPG.com or RPGDriveThru.com, oh, where they have where they have a humble bundle of the entire game series book series. Ooh. And it, and it's and it's all and it's all pay what you want, but they have tiers. It's like you pay what you want. Mm-hmm. A, buck, a buck gets you like three books. I think it's up to like thirty dollars. I think thirty dollars you get. I did that with a costuming bundle once, and I have there like hundred things now. Yeah, yeah. That I, I paid twenty five bucks for. I think for something like thirty dollars right now, until until like mid January or something, or or coming up, you can get like three hundred fifty dollars worth of, of books for like thirty to for like thirty dollars. Nice. Wow. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it is, and it's and it's the fifth edition. It's the it's the latest iteration of the game. So, you know. Then you know you can render whatever the fuck you want in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Theater of the mind will always be better, you know. Yep. This podcast has not been sp- sponsored by Humble Bundle, but please go buy it anyway. Yeah. No. Very but cool. um. But I think you know since we're running so long, I could talk forever. I haven't been on. I haven't. <laughs> yeah. I haven't talked. Yeah, to you we haven't talked forever. to you in a while. <laughs> uh, but I. I mean, you know, as always, you know, Superman's awesome. That's it. Moving right, moving right along. Um, uh-huh. so yeah, I got nothing else unless somebody else does. Oh, I think we've, we've done think, a really good I job. I think we have literally talked about everything there is to talk about. Right. Oh, we have torn everything even... apart. <laughs> everything Childhood. you love is crap. <laughs> Childhood has been ruined. Yes. You're welcome. Oh, oh, I did see, I did see, and I know you guys talked about this recently, but you guys talked about the, 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 the Mandalorian, the, uh, uh-huh. The season finale and all that shit, right? We may have to do an entire show just so Mandalorian. Actually, actually, we did not talk about the Mandalorian season finale because we have a uh, we we have a moratorium on talking about the most recent episode because it does not give the listener a full week to have watched it. Well, it, uh, it's definitely been a week. Well, now it's yeah, been it's, a week. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. So so I have seen the um uh have you have you guys seen the video that compares. The two, the 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 scene of Luke and the scene of Vader. Yes. Have you seen that? I haven't it, seen the video. I've seen a thumbnail for it, but I haven't seen. It, it is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I. Oh yeah. <laughs> I watched it and I was like, "Oh, I get it now." You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like there was this, there was this whole big. There, there, I saw this whole big long post about how uh, through Twitter that somebody did about how uh, how. Luke that this is this is the missing piece to Luke that we don't know about that yeah. they have mm-hmm. that the fans have that the fans have never seen we have never seen Luke in his in his heyday in his his, his glory pe- in in his penultimate <laughs> i i am a demigod don't fuck with me level of being a jedi Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, and, it was really funny as we were watching it. They were like, there's an X-Wing. And I heard Chris go, oh! and I was like, oh, 
I realize what this no, is. And then he starts fighting. And I was like, wait, that's the wrong body type. And Chris, and, Chris, and my husband, this is, my husband's name is Chris, sorry, um, was okay. like, it is. What's happening? And then both of us simultaneously forgot that this only happens like two years yes. a- or like uh, after the the third movie. And mm-hmm. and so we were both yes. like, but this is wrong. He's he doesn't. And then and then he, and I was like, oh, it's young. It's young Luke. And then we got all excited again. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I thought because like, because we're watching it. I'll tell you right now, we were watching it. We're eating dinner and, and I'm trying to eat while watching this. And I just, I can't, I had oh, to put it down. Put I had down. to, yep. I had to put the food down and watch the entire episode. And I'm just like, this is amazing. This is, this is the, this is, this is single-handedly saving the franchise. But uh-huh. anyway, so we're watching it and you know, the X-Wing shows up and, mm-hmm. and my daughter who is, you know, she she's she's a Star Wars fan, but not as Star Wars fanny as me, you know, like so. But she still notices things. She goes, that's Luke. And I went, why would that be Luke? Oh, shit. It's Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see Emmy doing that, too. Totally. Luke. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, and, and, and the funny thing is, and the funny thing is I'm going, she, she goes, that's Mark Hamill. And I'm like, that's not Mark Hamill. And it's, it's totally Mark Hamill because in my head, <laughs> because, because in my head, I'm thinking exactly what she's, what Jen just said, this is the wrong body for it. Mark Hamill's a fat guy now, he's you know, he's, guy. He's, <laughs> hey. well, and, and the worst part was, is because Mark Hamill back then was like very slim. And, right. and I was like, is that a right. woman? And Chris right. was like, maybe is there a woman Jenna? I was no. like, is Ahsoka under this? Like we were so confused. Well, here, was, well, here was my theory on that. My theory was before they actually pulled the back of his hood and showed that it was definitely Mark. I'm going, oh, did they get Sebastian Stan to play Luke Skywalker? Which because Sebastian, be, because Sebastian, for a while. Yeah. right? Sebastian Stan looks exactly like a young Mark Hamill. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's a lot of fans that, that think the same thing. So it it would make a lot of sense because he's already under under contract by Disney. You know. To, to play to play uh, 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 the, uh, soldier. the soldier the winter soldier so why couldn't he fill in and be Luke as well mm-hmm. you know but I mean but I'm, I'm still incredibly elated and happy with the way it turned out but I just yeah. I was just thinking was that beautiful. it could have gone it could have gone another way I, I I had a very very visceral reaction the second, <laughs> the second I saw the x-wing I was laying down uh, I was laying on the couch chilling watching and like the second the x-wing and then the green saber and i sat bolt upright yeah and my thing is and i've talked about this before uh especially when it comes to the mandalorian because it's so it's such fan service in such a wonderful mm-hmm. way oh, it absolutely is it's 100 <laughs> percent. hey what do the fans want we'll put it in a show baby yep. yoda sure why not yeah. thank you um and and my one of my big things is sound and there's there's tones and mm-hmm. sounds mm-hmm. that are very deep for me. Like when you're talking about Star Trek, the engine sounds are very yep. big for me and stuff like that. The second he lit that lightsaber, you heard the hum. There's a tone yep. to his saber specifically that there was absolutely no question between the fact that it was green, yep. the X-wing, and then that tone. And it yep. was like my ears just freaking i was yep there was no question whatsoever that either that was luke or whoever the fuck that was has luke fucking lightsaber yeah you know exactly that's exactly (laughs) what i was coming up with i was like who has luke scott uh who has luke's saber because this isn't this isn't mark hamill (laughs) 
I'm so sorry, Mark. <laughs> I just kind of, and then, and Chris is like, but he's got the glove. And I was like, I'm so confused. And then he pulls back the, the hood and we were like, right. Five years after. Yep. Yeah. Timeline. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know I, saw, I saw the greatest meme regarding the whole like Mandalorian process. It was like a, a picture of uh, uh, an old uh, a photo from, from an ad for, you know, the Star Wars toys. And it's got these two kids just having a fucking blast playing with, with the toys, right? And and they're just like, I mean, they're practically screaming at the toys and, and joy, you know what I mean? As they're playing <laughs> with them, right? And it says down at the bottom, it says actual photo of Dave Filoni and John Favreau riding the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> on that on that note, yes, um, yes. the the episode uh, the, what came out Friday since we didn't have a new episode of Mandalorian was uh, the gallery for Mandalorian season two. Yes. Uh, gotcha. And got to watch it. One of the things they cover, and the reason I, I bring it up as you're talking about that meme, um, Robert Rodriguez uh, directed the episode mm-hmm. uh, where, where Boba Fett, you know, Boba Fett's all over the place. Yep. And his <laughs> his pitch for the fight sequence to Jon Favreau was using his kids. Action in, figures. In, in, and action in, figures. Yeah, using his kids oh. in, in, in Boba Fett and Stormtrooper armor or costumes. And action figures, that's and uh, yeah, I was like, "Yep, that's exactly that's perfect. Yep, that, yep. that's exactly yeah. who how you." Sh- which I do hope that means, uh, especially. Um, did you guys see the post credit sequence? Of course, we did. Of course. Okay. Duh. So my 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 hope, like is, duh, <laughs> right? I, I bring it up because we somehow missed it because fucking Disney Plus does that whole. Oh, here's the credits, and now we go to the little tiny window. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we had to go back and find it. I think they had learned by the time we got there. Like, don't do that. Nope, nope, nope. Someone had pushed a button. So we were. (laughs) So we watched the gallery, and like they show like the the like setting up for the Jabba's palace sequence, and it was like, Kayla and I were like, like, did we miss? Did we fall asleep? (laughs) (laughs) And so we went back, and I fast forward all the way through the the episode to watch it. (laughs) But my my hope is this means that that the book of Boba Fett that we get more Robert Rodriguez directing mm-hmm. uh, directing this uh-huh. because uh, I just I just love that Boba Fett w- walked in and shot Bib Fortuna and all fat like and sh- he rolled him right <laughs> up <laughs> fucking shot Someone him like shoved him off the throne so that so was amazing be- before we close this out I I do have a question and and uh, short of putting on Return of the Jedi to to rewatch which is still not out of the option. I do yeah. that all the time. <laughs> was Bib Fortuna? I I don't. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Was I? I thought Bib Fortuna was on the sail barge that you know went Kaplawi. No, uh, you never actually see Bib Fortuna. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure. Like I was trying to. I'm closing my eyes and I'm running through the scene, and I'm yeah. like, I don't think I see him. I don't think I see him. I'm not sure if he's in and, the background when like C three PO and R two are talking. And and to be honest, to be honest, like there's no way you can say whether or not anybody died on like, like who actually died besides, besides Jabba, you know? Uh, and, and his monkey lizard. And you don't know the salacious crumb died. Okay. <laughs> That's a key point. You don't know the salacious crumb. Why? Cause I know the name of the monkey bird. Because you know, salacious crumb. Not a lot of people do. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, like the fact that Boba Fett somehow survived the Sarlacc is just a whole I, conversation that I cannot yeah. wait to have. Yes. yes. I, I would like to I would like to hear it. I mean, I've seen I've seen the the comic book version of it. Yeah. Um, but I would I would like to see the you know canonical. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I would love for that to happen. I I, I, yeah. I would Looks imagine like we're gonna get it. I'd imagine maybe we will get that story in the book of Boba Fett, which mm-hmm. will be coming out December 2021. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yay, All right. We have we have geeked for a bit. Okay, let's go to the big board and see who is the geekiest this week. To the board. Um, I have to Jed. hold on. I, I got it. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> I have to move a dog. I've got a dog in my lap. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure that we could have had we been more diligent, given Jen even more geek points. Uh, but I think it goes without saying to say that Jen, we can officially declare you this episode's the geekiest with ten geek points. Yay! Yay! I knew being an Arabic linguist would somehow come in handy. Someday. Totally. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. I, I, I do respect that, though. I have a lot of admiration for linguists. It's something that I've always wanted to do and never quite been able to. Um, again, I barely speak English. But uh, in second place, uh, we have Joe with, with seven. There you go. Um, and although a lot of them were not declared because, like, we were talking, uh, yep. I actually ended up giving Andy like five geek points oh, nice. uh, throughout That's it because right. the, the, just the conversation, you know, was rolling. Um, and I may have missed if someone said that I got one, uh, I, I but I don't. You actually got I'm one. I'm certain two. that you earned at least a few. I just don't know yeah. which one. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the conversation it. just gets going, and, and someone we needs don't. to be in charge of keeping Kayla's points so she doesn't have to keep her own. That's yeah, because right? <laughs> I, I I tend to gloss over stuff like that but anyway one way or the other jen you are the geekiest i believe it (laughs) so what that means is uh you have the rights responsibility and 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 privilege to plug your stuff first uh and you know everything will go into the show notes with links Oh, that's probably for the best because it's about to get, you know, super weird and fun. Uh, so I <laughs> I host my uh, Disney, uh, Disney-centric Disney podcast uh, called Oof! Right in the Childhood. Uh, you can find it on a ton of different podcatchers. And I have a website at oofmychildhood.com. Uh, you can find my Star Trek podcast coming up very soon called Live Long and Prosper with an H-E-R. It's on Spotify already, but you can also follow us on Twitter to find out when we're on more pod, uh, podcatchers at L-L-A-P-H-E-R. Um, I have geeky and obscene cross-stitch at atypicalstitches.com, and I have gamer geek and nerd pregnancy, postpartum, and infant wear over at pregamers.com. That's pregamers with two Gs. And that's right. it. You know, only a few things. What will you hear mine? It's very similar. uh, So, so, uh, Kayla, where can people find you on the internet? (laughs) Uh, Okay. You can find me on the twits at hawk underscore Kayla. You can find me on uh, Instagram at geekiest Kayla. Uh, That tends to be my hub for all things geeky. Um, 
if you are uh, interested in our little thrift shop and all of the geeky witchy fun therein, if you are in the South Florida area, you can come visit us at 4148 Davy Road. If not, we do have uh, online stores. You can visit us at secondhandgoddess.net. That place is um, AF. <laughs> lots of Disney stuff recently. Um, and uh, <laughs> we also now have... Bum, 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 a merch store so Word. if you don't find anything online or in the store that you would like to buy and you would still like to support the company we would really appreciate it there's all sorts of cool merchandise uh and you can find that at shop.spreadshirt.com slash secondhand goddess uh you can also find me playing jade on the not safe for wizards DD fifth edition actual play podcast also produced by the production company um i think that's it oh and coming soon uh we haven't um we haven't put it out for public consumption yet but coming soon there is going to be a dark side uh to the secondhand goddess online store in which we will explore more adult content so it's, look it's for that be, coming soon it's gonna be a lot of dick and fart jokes <laughs> <laughs> And Beautiful. I think I think that's it. Andy, where can they find you online? Uh, at Kayla's shop, doing all the dick and fart jokes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Um, God, where you guys can find me online uh, on on uh, Facebook. I have my uh, my tavern page, uh, the Critical Hit uh, Tavern and Gaming. It is still a, a lifelong dream of mine to have a gaming tavern uh, where people of all walks of life and all creeds can come and, uh, and play uh, tabletop games in a cool, safe environment where, you know, nobody hassles you and all kinds of cool stuff like that. Um, except I hassle you, but whatever. <laughs> um, I am also on, uh, I'm also on the Twitters. Uh, I am also on, uh, I think, yeah, I'm also on the Instagrams as well. Um, yeah no you're right about that <laughs> uh yeah definitely um i joe you have all the notes for that i assume you will put that up as well yep. uh, uh, actually it's it's in every episode show notes oh well, you, you are a co-host my you're friend. part of us Aww. just cried a little uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but uh no that's 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 it i mean if you really just you know want to no i'm i'm gonna stop there <laughs> <laughs> Stop while you're ahead. Yep. <laughs> hey, Joe. Yes. Where can people find you on the interwebernets? Well, if you go on Uber Eats and live in South Florida, no. <laughs> uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Demorgus. That's D E M O R G U S. You can find this podcast stuff all across the different social medias at The Geekiest Pod, which uh, that's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can uh, shop for Geekiest Podcast merch at shop.spreadshirt.com slash the Geekiest Pod. Uh, we currently have hashtag GeekPoint merchandise, and we have the five-headed The Geekiest Podcast logo merchandise. Uh, you can find me DMing the Not Safe for Wizards 5th Edition Actual Play Podcast, uh, where every every other week I get to try to get these folks to do something heroic. <laughs> and yeah, how's that working out for you mm, they're almost there 
<laughs> the other day, the, the couple sessions back, Mark realized that they were on a quest. Nice. Yeah. Finally figured that out. We've only been playing for like, it's fine. <laughs> um, and keep your eyes out for other stuff coming because I really want to get the evolving DM stuff off the ground. And I think that's it. So we are well, we're about, we're like 10 months into this pandemic. Uh, we keep asking uh, to wash your hands, follow social distancing rules, wear a mask. As Pete would say, don't be a dick. Um, this podcast, we believe that uh, Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights, and love is love. We thank you for listening this week. We hope to talk to you next week. And this being the last podcast of 2020, uh, we want to just, uh, uh, Will would probably want us to encourage you uh, while celebrating the new year to please do so responsibly. Uh, if you're going to drink, don't drive. Have either a designated driver or avail yourself for one of the rideshare services out there. Um, it is better to do that than endanger yourself or others. Uh, uh, don't, don't drink and drive. You might hit a bump and spill the drink. Thanks, yeah. Andy. Thanks. Thank you. Save uh, wisdom for the ages. So uh, we hope uh, that 2021 is a better year than 2020 was. And we will be talking to you next year. Happy New Year, folks. Later, Happy taters. New year. And as Will would say, leave the world a better place than you found it, kids. Hey there, listener. Before we get out of here, just want to uh, ask you to do us a little favor. Um, two little favors. One. If you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review there. Five stars would be great, but hey, we're leaving that up to you. And second would be share the podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture. Uh, that would definitely help us. Thanks for listening. The preceding program was brought to you by Armored Bear Productions.